Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? A uh, wonderful episode with my man. It's actually a return episode, Kurt Braunohler, uh, who has a new special that is out now on Comedy Central and all Comedy Central's wonderful platforms. I watched it. It's very, very funny. We talk about it quite a bit here. Uh, and Kurt all had his baby yeah. since we recorded this, which is super fun. So I'm talking to Kurt right before his, his baby was born. Uh, so this is like a little time capsule of that moment in his life, which is very exciting. Um, before we get to it, I do want to plug a couple things. Judd Apatow and I are coming to Nashville uh, on April 21st. That's this month. That's right. It's, it's April. Yeah. yeah. That's this month. It's going to be at 730 on April 21st at the Ryman Theater. For tickets, you can go to Ryman.com and, uh, you know, click on calendar. You know what to do. R-Y-M-A-N.com. It would be great to see some uh, Nashville weirdos out there. Hope you can come see me and Judd do that show. It's going to be a ton Tens of men. <laughs> Tens of men. Uh, also, uh, the finale of Crashing is on this Sunday, which is insane. Yeah. It's the eighth episode. It's the final episode of this season. I'm so happy I get to say that. I'm so excited that we're coming back. We're already working on it, coming up with some really exciting ideas for that. But the finale, which Judd uh, directed, is incredible. Um, it has Artie Lang. It has Lauren Lapkus. I, I, I don't even want to tell you too much about it. It's going to be great. I don't know how. Anything you'd ever want to buy, uh, I believe there's a new damsels do it. Their damn selves pillow. Store.petehomes.com. All the t-shirts, stickers, uh, mugs, everything that we've, all the jokes that we've, all the bits that we've done from this show. And uh, we have a wonderful sponsor with our friends at Squarespace. You know that Squarespace, uh, you know, you make websites. Yes. I don't know if you know that, but they, they make it. They make websites. I abandoned the accent and I abandoned the copy because I know this. Squarespace makes websites and they make them simple. They make them beautiful. They make them easy. They make them fast. Hell, they make them fun. They're beautifully designed templates and customizable features. Creating a beautiful website is a simple and intuitive process. Nothing to install or update. All you got to do is go to squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD and you get 10% off your first purchase. I also want to uh, talk about the Peach Picks. We always talk about Peach Picks. Peach Picks. Peach Picks. Val and I, uh, who's here obviously, we were on a hike yesterday. Yes. And somebody drove by, rolled down his window, and went, Hey! I'll take Charlotte's Web because of you, which is, uh, it makes me really happy. I've turned so many friends on to uh, Charlotte's Web, which is a hemp oil, uh, which is, it's not uh, what people think of when you think of marijuana. It's not THC. THC is the psychoactive part of the plant. This is CBD. This is, I always like to describe it as a, as a glow, like a, a general lightness. People uh, write in all the time telling me lots of different things that it helps with. A huge one, again, I have to say this is not, uh, what, is this, what do you say, proven by the FDA? Yeah. Tested by the approved. FDA? Approved. This claim has not been approved by the FDA. I'm just telling you anecdotal evidence, my own, and the, the fan mail I get about Charlotte's Web. A lot of people talk about anxiety, flight anxiety, sleeping better, aches, pains, that sort of stuff. I like taking it when I have a headache or sometimes when I feel like a drink, I'll have a little bit of the oil instead. Not because it's an intoxicant, because it's not. 
but because it just kind of helps me relax and feel good and calm and happy. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It honestly is. And you can go to cwhemp.com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off with the promo code you made it weird. The flavor that we like is mint chocolate, which takes, tastes like a Thin Mint and makes you feel even better than eating a Thin Mint. <laughs> the other one is Alpha Brain. I think I mentioned that somebody wrote in. I was very kind of touched that somebody said it helped with their stutter. And the Alpha Brain is something that helps me focus, concentrate, be creative, write, do stand-up, do podcasts, have good conversations, have good meditations, have good lucid dreams. It's not a stimulant. Alpha Brain is not like caffeine. It's not like a cup of coffee or anything like that. You can take it before bed. It doesn't matter. It's just a nootropic, which is like a vitamin for your brain. I, Val can attest, never don't have some on me. I basically keep it in the pocket of my PJs. I like having it around. It's in my car. It's in my backpack. It's in the pocket of every jacket I've owned or will own because I love it. Turned a lot of people onto that, too. I don't have to say it. We take it in the writer's room. Two, three... Three if you're nasty. And I want you to try it on it. O-N-N-I-T is the company that makes it. Onit.com slash weird. And you get 10% off uh, your your Alpha Brain purchase. I love it. I hope you like it. Uh, the other, it's not even the other ad. There's no other ad. I just want to close by reminding you that support for day, today's show comes from Squarespace. Whatever your next big idea might be, you probably need a website, and Squarespace is going to help you create an eye-catching online platform that brings it to life. I don't care what you need. What do you need? A simple landing page, a store, a blog? Squarespace has got you covered. It'll get you a unique domain, which strengthens your brand and makes it easy for visitors visitors, visitors, or visitors to find you. Squarespace's award-winning templates create a beautiful design that's simple and intuitive. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. You can do it all with a click of the mouse and even have a little fun while you do it. If you do run into a problem because you're a dum-dum... I added that. There's 24-7 customer support, award-winning customer support that can help you with any problem, no matter how technical or trivial seeming. Think of them as your own personal IT department and get started at squarespace.com today for a free trial and our offer code WEIRD for 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash WEIRD. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Uh, try a Pete's pick. Try one. Yell, yell at me from your car about it. Go to uh, I Hope to See you at the Ryman Theater. With Judd Apatow on April 21st in Nashville. And I uh, hope you guys like the finale of Crashing. And if you haven't seen it, HBO Go, HBO Now, and, and regular HBO, HBO. Uh, it means so much that you guys are watching. All right. Get into Kurt Brenhuller. Wait, you say it. Get into Kurt Brenhuller. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Get into it. Yeah. I think the guy that flies. <laughs> I was saying, you won... I'm so happy to see you. You're welcome. Oh, you? Before I get to the bit on your lateness. Uh-huh. Um, you emailed me at 8 a.m. Yeah. And then and I went you, for a hike, and it, and and it you, fucked me up. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Good Have a you. seat. Thank Please you. get in here. You. Oh, you went on a hike. I went on a hike, and it took longer than expected, and then I was ra- racing, and then I was like, fuck, did I go to the wrong place? Where did you think it was? I, again, no anger here. I thought this. there was... Um, for some reason, I thought Nerdist had like a new place. Yeah, I, I, I get. Right, I, I've had thoughts like that. Okay, it's like founded on nothing, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where you're just kind of like, yeah, you're like, there's got to be another building at some point, it right? Well, when was the last time you did this? It was years ago. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it I was. mean, more than probably two years ago, three, three years, years ago. ago, three, three years, four ago. years ago, maybe. So it's a little odd to think that it would still be recording 
here in this treehouse. <laughs> in a comic book store. In a comic book store. <laughs> yeah. But we are. What I like it. It's. I think it, it's more friendly. We were. were do you? Did you? Did you see Logan? I have not seen Logan. I haven't did seen you see it? it no. Aristotle and I were just talking about. I, I'm actually having a mild panic attack. I'm just letting you in on where I'm. Yeah, at. please. First of all, I loved replying to your email at 8 a.m. because I always love showing people that I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got it. Got it. Like it was, I'm on top. <laughs> we are there. <laughs> Wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I can't sleep. I've got problems. <laughs> Would love to, but I can't. Your bit about uh, Google suggesting doors. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, thanks, man. The, I. You know, I can watch things and enjoy them, but then there's always a part of you that's kind of trying, I think even for the audience, trying to figure out where it might be going. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy, Doors, the, the bit, uh, by the way, the special is called Trust Me. <laughs> it's available on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app, which is how I watch yeah, it. Yeah, and I think it streams on Amazon starting Tuesday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, then it'll be out by then because this won't be out at least Wednesday, maybe two weeks. Cool, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. I touch you. It's good with me. It still gets gets the words out. It's streaming, man. That's what I'm saying. Don't matter. Stream numbers. Stream numbers. Don't you say don't matter. Don't matter, man. <laughs> it's it. Regardless, it's not words. It makes you feel better. There. Don't right? matter. Don't matter, man. Don't matter, man. <laughs> it did work. It did. And then right? you touched me with one finger. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I was a tub of oil of Olay. You just put one you finger go. in me. <laughs> it's a, that's my reassuring finger. You good thing I use this one. If I use this one, oh no, you're out. That one kind of gave me a little charge. Didn't really? like it. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're about to tell me your story. Oh yeah. So I, you're out. doing the joke about how you're glad that Google doesn't know know who you are. Yeah. Which is valid and hilarious. And then you're like, uh, it it shows you the ads for doors, <laughs> and that's so funny. And then your take on it was, uh, based on all the things you Google, it's like, do you mind if I, you don't care if I say, no. it's like Google's like, this guy needs a way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you need a way out. Seems like you need a way out. Where I was just going to like the more base observation of like, uh, this guy probably travels between rooms. You know what I mean? <laughs> like something that's true for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took it. You didn't take it. You didn't stop there. If you had that thought, you went to a much funnier place. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you feel good about the special? I feel very good about it. I'm, I'm, I, Can I'm you watch it? happy that it's out in the world. <laughs> I watched it with my wife and her mother. My wife. Uh, and so I, it was like, that was a little stressful. My, my, oh, Lauren, why would you watch it with the mother-in-law? <laughs> she really wanted to. She's wonderful. This is what happened with me, by the way. My father saw my special, and he was like, I watched it with the Vacantes. Why do you have to be so vulgar, Peter? <laughs> then the next day, he's like, I shouldn't have watched it with the Vacantes. <laughs> They were the church friends, and oh, I'm up no, there the going like, friends. you ever gobble a dick or whatever I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I realized my mistake m- mere moments into the beginning watching. I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to get uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I didn't see the whole thing. I watched half of it this morning. Thank you. So <laughs> I'll continue. No, no, no. I mean, like, I appreciate anybody, <laughs> any comedian who watches another comedian special. I'm just like, yeah. wow. I didn't turn it off for lack of interest. I turned it off to come interview you. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a you're in good company. That happens with almost everybody. But I didn't see anything too vulgar. Does it get more? You do say a hairy, it does get more vulgar. Clit. It gets more like, vulgar. Look at Kurt doing a clit joke in the middle. 
middle. <laughs> right in the middle. It's not, not even the punchline. No, no. <laughs> it's in the middle of the joke and the middle of the special. Yeah. What I mean is a lot of schlubs will wait till the end to get real dirty. Yeah. And you did in the middle. It's, it's right in nice the beginning. Little, it's a nice little spice in the in uh, the middle of the sandwich. What's interesting, though, too, is that like I think that special takes a big turn in the second half. It, to, to Dirty Town? It doesn't go to Dirty Town. It kind of – it's a little more political, too. Oh. Yeah. It's like a real shift. It Trump happens. Shift? No, not Trump stuff. More racial stuff. Racial politics. Yeah. The politics of race. And also just like uh, talking about uh, tall whiteness. Tall whiteness. Yeah. See, that's when I uh, had to come here was yeah. when you said, I don't want you to trust me. Because okay. you're doing the bit about the cops and the shooting. Yeah, yeah. So then it kind of follows that thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that when it got uncomfortable for Mrs. No, no, no. Mrs. No, no, Brown no. Eller? no she's Miss Cook. Uh, Miss she Cook's is mom. on top of it. She's super... She's super woke. She's a woke grandma. She's a woke lady? Yeah. So what got uncomfortable? I, I, I don't mean to The grill. cocaine use. There's coke use? There's a cocaine use reference. That got uncomfortable. <laughs> um, mentioning that uh, my wife caught me masturbating. That got uncomfortable. Is that true? Yep. Slapping the sun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't. I sometimes think sometimes I'll be masturbating. I'm like, if Val walks in, I'll just, you know, just like, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> The water's fine. Actually, no, I, I wouldn't want her to interrupt what I have going. <laughs> I got a real specific thing, babe. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah. specific yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Can you come back at five? <laughs> no, what, what is yours? Without, why are you? Oh, uh, it's, uh, it, it's all about the fact that, like, it was like fu- she fully caught me masturbating, meaning, like, pants around ankles, like, pornography, open on a laptop, <laughs> dog cowering standing? in the corner. Standing? <laughs> Were you standing? Why do you say? Why do you go to that? Because that's what Lauren says. She says she saw your pants in my are on reflection. your ankle. I I felt like that. Well, that's where that's pants a, go when you take pants off. If I'm a, in a seated position, you just you just half you just half uh, thigh it. I don't even half thigh it. I'm just unbuttoning. That's what the zipper's for. The zipper is the pants <laughs> at the ankles of the seat. I think I want a little freedom. I want I want leg How much freedom. Wiggling are you doing? <laughs> I need a, a snap, a zip, a splay, like a large uh, flower. No, I go. I I usually and go then pants. I, get in there. I usually just go pants off. I Take them all the way off. I think I like the freedom, Pete. Every once in a while, a full nude one. <laughs> <laughs> full nude is upsetting though, because you see your own body and then you're upset by your own body. That's what I get. I'm just I like, think I understand. Oh, my body is disgusting. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like one of the things about women. Uh, this is this might be too. I don't know. It might be too uncooked. Yeah, give it to me. But there's this thing where like you see a lot more like sculptures of naked women. Like mm-hmm. for example, I'm taking my dog for the walk. Uh, for the walk, he only went on the one. You guys. You ready for the walk? And his fucking head explodes. He's so excited. It's like the Super Bowl. (laughs) This was a very long walk. And I counted like, you know, one or two. That's a lot for a short walk. It wasn't that long for the walk. (laughs) Uh, You know, sculptures like fountains and stuff with like gorgeous breasts and lady ass and hips. And Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like, hey, all right. And, you know, throughout antiquity, we see a lot of that. I used to have a bit, and I'm going to say that this might not be the most woke bit. Yeah. But it was about how we're so much more forgiving of lesbians because everybody comes out of a woman. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, if a lady touches a vagina, it's still the second or third, if you count hers, that she's ever touched. Yeah. She came out. I know it wasn't sexual. Yeah. But there was still a thing where the vagina for was everybody. Involved. Was involved. Was involved. It was the glorious, magical portal. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lady or a man can go to a museum and in a non-sexual way enjoy the female form and just go, ah, life itself. Yeah. Same with uh, breasts. They're food. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Everybody's ready for it. It's not just sex. The, the dick is just out there. It's just an ugly rod. <laughs> it's just a, it's a real. Ah! 
It's a real scary stick. And I think that's another thing, too. It's the logs and frogger that you have to jump on. They're going by. It, it, it's surpri- it does resemble a piece of shit, too. It's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit that makes life. It's the size of shit. It's the size of shit. That's another reason. It's a it's- shit rock. And then there's a bag. And then there's it's a bag. It's so embarrassing. It's so it's like dick God, is Im- the most embarrassing. God thing. was making woman. This is in reverse order of the Garden of Eden, <laughs> which is, you know, tr- the truth. <laughs> um, so he's making woman first, mm-hmm. and he really took his time. <laughs> yeah. And then someone was like, hey, we need those people. Uh, ah, shit. Uh, uh, put on a deck, and uh, the balls need to go somewhere. Uh. Inside, maybe. <laughs> no, out. <laughs> but also inside. <laughs> oh, like drippy. Drippy. Oh. Yeah, it looks like you're coming out Salvador <laughs> Dali style. <laughs> that riffle makes sense in 4,000 years. That's, that's <laughs> no, God. There it is. I should have said billions. I, no, billions. I like it. I like it. Now we know where you think life began 4,000 yeah, well, years I've ago. I've been to the Creation Museum. I, I, me too. I haven't. Inside the, uh, inside the um, Brontosaurus. What? Have you not been to it? I haven't been. The You know, the, the big dinosaurs that are in between here and Palm Springs that you drive by? Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, yeah. So now... Uh, creationists bought it and have turned the like you could go used to be able to go up inside the brontosaurus you oh, still can guts. you walk into this guts yeah and now it's a creationist museum where they have little dioramas showing humans fighting dinosaurs because they believe Here that they in existed. Los Angeles, California? no or? it's in between it's in, oh. it's on the way to palm springs oh uh, off the 10 oh uh, yeah that's troubling. It's in the middle of the desert that's that's always troubling i me. love it but it but it's great it's like little you know, you know they're it, wearing like a medieval garb and fighting a dinosaur. In an attempt to have uh, compassion for the, for these groups yes. that I do not agree with, I sometimes think it's just like absurd levels, uh, maybe not absurd, intense levels mm-hmm. of anxiety mixed with type <laughs> A literalism. Like literal, like, oh, yeah. if this, then this. Yeah. And I can relate to that. My version of that sort of like we need to – rationalize what the Bible says in the math that we can find in the way that it lays out the, the history of the universe. Yeah. If that's not true, then none of it's true. We need to prove it all. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a freak out. Yeah. I, I had that too where I, when they told me about heaven and hell, I was like, why aren't we trying to convert everybody? <laughs> like, I didn't understand why you would ever have a casual conversation Yeah, when that's... you're like, you could die now. And that's what that's why I, that's how I try to relate to these. I'm sorry, but kind of loony. I'm going to say loons. They're kind of loony, but I get it. Right? They're like, we need to prove the whole thing. Yeah. And otherwise, if there's any leak, we're all fucked. <laughs> we're all fucked. But also, then there's then there's just just skipping over all of the other weirdo stuff. You know, for sure. Where it's just like, yeah, yeah, we don't have to prove that stuff. Well, that's a museum in the future. Yeah. Except, you know, I feel like we're going to such a fever pitch. We're going to hit reset pretty soon. But he, I want to get back to your anxiety. <laughs> My anxiety? Yeah, you said you started off. You're saying you're a little stressed out this morning. Oh, you're a kind man. Oh, I was just having mild anxiety because we started talking about all the superheroes and how many projects they have <laughs> and how they're all going to come together to fight Thanos. And I was like, there's a Netflix world, there's Sony, there's Universal, there's Marvel. That's where <laughs> your anxiety was coming from. I was freaking out because he was like, Logan can fight Hulk, but uh, fucking who owns Hulk? Marvel owns Hulk and, and uh, they, Fox owns Wolverine, so they can't fight even though in the book they fought. And I just started getting that type of panic you get when you're like, there's too much 
everything. Yeah. There's too many superheroes. There's too many movies. There's too many foods. <laughs> and you just start going like, we should just eat crackers and soup and stay inside. <laughs> that type of egg. Yeah, you just want some blinders on. Sort of the four <laughs> things that you can deal with. Like, imagine watching, like, just Mr. Ed at 7.30 on a Friday. And, like, you tune in and find yeah. Mr. Ed. That and then was if you simple... didn't like Mr. Ed, your other options was fuzz and news. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> He's watching Fuzz again. <laughs> Fuzz He's was a, a real viable lunatic. option. It was. They made a movie about it. Remember that guy? That is Mothman Prophecies, maybe? I think it's Michael Keaton staring at Fuzz. Oh, White, really? It's called White Noise. White Noise. Bad movie. Let's keep it about you. Yeah. I feel like I'm yammering so much. Oh, I love it. So you did some cocaine? What? <laughs> We're going to get right into that. The joke is about the joke is about um having an Australian girlfriend and uh and, and you've been with other women. <laughs> and I've been with other women. I'm loose and druggy. <laughs> You'd be a good drug guy in a movie. Hey. Like I think it'd be funny. But with my glasses, right? I, You're the guy that Hans and Die Hard kills. Yes. Hans. The first one. Booby. Yeah, You're that's that guy. A fir- the first guy who dies in uh I yeah. know his name too. I looked him up once cuz people had kept saying like you're the first guy who dies and dies. No, Hard. that's not real. 100%. Oh, I had a bit about him when I first started doing stand up. I got there from cocaine cuz he's doing coke. Oh, is and he? And that was my first like coke guy. Oh, I didn't even I don't even remember yeah. him doing cocaine. He does, I'm pretty sure he does cocaine and then he's like, "I'll go talk to this guy. It's no big deal. <laughs> Cocaine's giving me the courage." <laughs> And he's the one who says, ho, 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 now I have a gun, right? They spray paint that on his shirt. Oh, shit! Yeah, right? I knew I was right two nights ago when I was stoned and started watching <laughs> Die Hard. Because <laughs> I did. And then I woke up in the morning and Apple TV was like, continue watching. I'm like, I don't remember watching. yippee ki And I wept. Yeah. So what happened? You were with your Australian? Oh, no, the, the, joke, is, um, the joke is dating an Australian is a lot like dating... Uh, uh, dating a vegan if instead of only eating vegetables, they ate only cocaine and alcohol. <laughs> but also, I was doing all the shopping. It was the only thing in the house, so my fault, too. <laughs> and that is the part where it's like an admission of cocaine. There was a section of my life where it was That's like, not so bad. No, it's not so bad. That wasn't like, I love cocaine and I miss it. I'm going <laughs> to give it to my baby. I miss it. <laughs> I'm going to be a dad who does coke. That's just my thing. <laughs> if you control it. You can control it. <laughs> Coke dad coming in, making Coke rules. <laughs> Coke, Coke dad. dad has a lot of rules. What is it like when you come down from Coke, though? Aren't you like a sad sack? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's a real miserable drug. Yeah. It's a terrible <laughs> drug. I hear this rumor that like Hollywood A-listers, uh, like super billionaires, do heroin now. To, Have to you heard come this? down off cocaine? No, I oh, like Just they, to do heroin. You're such a good improviser that you're like, surely Pete isn't just foregoing <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> like, surely there's a way to tie this in. He's not just saying something he thought. But I like that Hollywood A-listers are going for heroin. Like, well, the bad dog well, you have the of line, all the drugs. <laughs> you go, I hope I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. Which is how everyone feels about heroin. It's oh, the yeah. thing where you're like, I'm fully aware that uh, it's great because people die for Well, there also fucks with your brain, I have to imagine, in, uh, in a way so that you're probably. Like, that's the only thing that's happiness. Yeah. But uh, I've heard that these guys. Uh, that's the terrifying part, right? That, that you do it and then nothing else is happy. Like, you know, like I a know. sunset is no longer pleasant because I it's know. not heroin. It's like Nutella and all you've been having is dry PB&Js. <laughs> it's so tempting. It's like, if it's that good, that's amazing. I know. But well, that's like. Uh, go ahead. No. 
Go ahead. That end of the world movie with uh, Rob Corddry and et al. Mm-hmm. Seeking a friend for the end of the world, I believe yes. it's called. The world's going to end and everyone's just doing heroin. Yeah. It's like that sort of thing where you're like, if we know... If we know it's over. But that is... Uh, an assumption or a pr- presumption that life is just about gaining pleasure and avoiding pain, which I sure hope it's not just that. But if mm-hmm. that is the game, then we should just safely be doing heroin. <laughs> like if th- that, that is the creation yeah. museum exaggeration yeah. of everybody is like eat ice cream, but also work. So you have money for ice cream. <laughs> but like, if you really were super type a and anxious about it, you'd just be like, just do heroin and just keep do heroin. me alive. Let's go. That's how we're going to do it. Unless there's Curtis. Yes. More to life. I hope so. There could be. I sure hope so. We never know. Well, you're having a little one. I am. It's not born yet, is it? No, it could be any moment. Is it a baby one? It is a baby I one. I mean, is it a boy or a bo- baby girl? Girl. Okay, baby girl? Girl. Got, got a canoe. Got a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Unblinking. So you're the, first, you're the first person to refer to my daughter's vagina. <laughs> not as a canoe <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> not a single person has referenced her vagina by a non-existent well, baby girl. Everyone's just holding it in. <laughs> no one's saying what they're thinking. Is it a canoe and a paddle? Like, what's the two? Yeah, you got the... a paddle and a it's canoe. It's a paddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, in the womb, the canoe just becomes a paddle. Right, exactly. Or actually, the, the the stuff that's nothing becomes one or the other. Well, the clitoris becomes the penis head, and the uh, yeah, that's right. I, I went, you know, I you went, got a big old clit at the end. Oh, you dick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and your balls were the were the um, labia majora. No, really? Yes, the floppy part. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The part can, that can so go imagine way. if you you can imagine just imagine just labia becoming testicles I, next time you're down there. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget <laughs> watching a video. I swear, I'm pretty sure it was in a writer's room, and people were like, It's so funny watching. There was this young black kid explaining how to go down on a lady. Uh-huh. I was going to say eat pussy, but come on. Yeah. Some people put this on in coffee shops. <laughs> Everything else we've been saying is fine. <laughs> Some people put this on a coffee shop. <laughs> I want to go to that coffee shop where everyone's just like, This is how we'll relax. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> what if this was on in a restaurant? Like any lull, no lulls in conversation, just moments where you have someone else's conversation. <laughs> That's how I eavesdrop on people. Any hoozle. Uh, he's talking about how to go down on a lady and he keeps going like it's it's really funny because he's at odds with himself yeah. because he really doesn't want to seem like a homosexual male and at the same time the techniques he's describing are almost exactly what you would do if you were sucking a dick uh-huh. so he's like you know you want to get the clit and the clit's kind of like well it's kind of like a little dick I mean I'm not, he's like I'm not gay I'm not gay <laughs> but you kind of want to suck on it and then he's like you kind of work your neck back and forth and cradle the labia majora <laughs> no he doesn't say that but it's so like ah uh, Oh man, we all have the same shit. <laughs> Some of it was just putting a George Foreman. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. I just meant flattened. Yeah, like, like not external. I went to I went to a college where they performed the first uh, sex change operation, and I took a class. It was taught by the man who did who like came in and spoke. He was the first man who ever did a oh, sex wow. change operation on someone who had. Uh, undif- undifferentiated genitalia. Uh-huh. So it was like kind of like kind of both. And then right. he was like, I'm a man, so I will decide you're a boy. <laughs> oh, God. And it turns out she was a girl and it was oh. like a whole fuck up and everything. But he came in, so we learned all about how in the womb, like the, all the genetic structures are the exact same. Was he like, I can change a gender? He was insane. The hardest thing to change 
was my own mind. <laughs> and then standing ovation. Standing ovation. No, he never, he never backed down. He was like, I made a right call. Really? Oh, yeah. His name is John Money, Dr. John Money, which is an amazing name. That is an amazing name. He sounds like he should also have a, a number one hit in 1979. Uh-huh. He, party all the time was offered to him. He passed. <laughs> he passed. That, Tate, he only gets referrals from Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Money, man, you got to go to Doctor Money. You got to call Doctor Money. Vagina into a dick. It'll be you, great. You're a boy. You're a boy. Look at this fucking boy. You're Have boy. you heard his song "Making Dicks"? <laughs> John Money, making dicks. <laughs> the album? Yeah. Making. Making dicks. Because he's casual. Yeah, yeah. He's rock and roll. He's rock and roll. He's John Money. How did we get there? Dr. John. Dr. John Money? Yeah. Sounds like a fake name. Mm-hmm. Like, it if does. you're writing a script, you're like, I'll just put Dr. Money but guys, for now. You can look it up. He's at Johns Hopkins University, Dr. John he's Money. He's still doing it? I think he's dead now. This was in the 90s. He's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy he is. <laughs> So what were we saying? I don't know. Oh, you're having a baby. Yeah, I'm having a baby. And here, the reason I oh, cha, that was a weird response. <laughs> um, you're terrified. I'm terrified. I'm at this I point. Love I'm it. excited. I'm excited to like finally meet her and be a dad. But you know, there's, it's going to be it's it's nothing that I have experienced up until this point, which is an exciting thing, but a terrifying thing. Except when you were the villain. Right. You were the child going, and you, you want to sleep? I have a stick of margarine. Put it right in my baby butt. It goes right in. It melts so smooth. That was you. And your dad was like, God damn it. And that's going to be you. Yeah. You've swapped roles. If the, if the worst she does is stick a, a margarine up her butt, I'm going to be super fine with that. I'm, I'll be upfront with you. It's a pretty hilarious. It's a great bit. Error. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in my mouth. No. I'm just jumping to the end. <laughs> then she joins a creation museum because yeah. she loves pragmatism. <laughs> the water's ending up there anyway. I come home. She's taking breast milk in her mouth and just dumping it into her her diaper. <laughs> I skip this part. <laughs> I still taste it. <laughs> And it still ends up here. <laughs> Practical life. Life is meaningless. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a six-week-old who's really got a handle on things. Well, you know, uh, Val and I have a uh, have a, a lovely couple friend, and they have a child. Mm-hmm. And the child is so fun. And then, But the, the cliche thing, you go, he's got to be like maybe four, three or four. Yeah. Fun age. And they go, and you're, you're crawling around, burn up your knees and stuff. Then he goes to bed around 730, and then we hang out and have laughs. But then I'm like, oh, it's weird. On one hand, it's wonderful that they're with this the kid all the time. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you're like, wow, he's always there. That's what exactly. That's the feeling, right? That is what Lauren and I were like, <laughs> taking a hike the other day. And then I was, we were both like, she's just always going to be there. Like, that's the thing that I can't imagine where it's like, I can imagine like having a baby for about five hours yeah. and then being like, all right, I'm all done with the baby. You put in a locker, like returning a robe at a fancy spa. Yeah. Press C, then enter a four digit code. <laughs> and then someone comes back and is like, oh no, 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 sir. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. 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 And it, like gives it for 18 years. Yeah. There's another you basically. Yeah. Rob Bell says it's like your heart falls out. It's kind of sweet, but it, it is sweet. Your heart comes out of your body and runs around. Now, so you have this thing that you care about. Get this more than you care about yourself. Yeah, and you're right? like, 
can't have eyes on it all the time. It's kind of insane. I don't mean to make your fears worse. But I also, I, I wonder how it's going to change. Like, I'm, you know, going on tour and stuff like that. Like, yeah. having to be away from her. Well, you see, Val used to, you see, as if we have a kid. I'm just saying, in the future, when yeah. we have a kid, I'll be like, Val used to come with me on every tour. <laughs> now, maybe, what am I, I'm speaking as if I'm in the future. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have the same concern. And you're cranky. <laughs> <laughs> in the future, I get very cranky, better, yeah. very dark. But the idea that, yeah, totally, now it's easy. Mm-hmm. Val and I are flying. We're flying together. We're making kissy faces. We're watching the same movie. Having One, fun. two, three, plus play. And we watch the same movie. <laughs> and then what happens when there's a child there that's like, I don't know how to tell you I need to poop or that I have already pooped. Yeah. I, I don't it. know. I don't know. But what do you... I'm like days away. But then you, if you're like me, see, I just got engaged. We have to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Hot air balloon because I don't know your story. Oh, good. Okay. That'll be fun. Um... When I get engaged, you go to the married people. Mm-hmm. I go to Greg Fitzsimmons, yeah. and I talk to him. I remember exp- explaining my – look, I love Val to, to death, like literally to death. I love her more than I love myself, hands yeah. down. Every morning I wake up, I see her. I'm so happy. Like I remember that she's there. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, and I, I'm really <laughs> excited. So it has nothing to do with Val, but you're like the idea of pledging your life to anything, even comedy. Without knowing – what it, what who who or she he or she is? We're, you're talking about your baby. Part. Yeah, uh, yes, I, completely. Your kid, let's be honest, could be a turd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. We keep, I talk. We talk about it every day. And it's like, what if she's a turd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what do you do? What do you do? We, a friend of mine, we joke that it's um, my head writer and his wife, who's like a, a theater actress and a film actress as well, but she's like kind of a famous theater actress. And they so badly wanted, like, a gay son, like a son that would love their world. And now they have, like, a hockey puck flinging of course. jock kind of kid. Right? You're always going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> You're always going to get the reverse, I feel like. Forget wife swapping. How about kid swapping? <laughs> There's some kid in Arkansas that would love to come He's to miserable. the Harris family. Yeah. <laughs> you know the words, too. la da 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 These are the words to hairspray. la da 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 we get it. Combs, combs, spritz. I don't know any of the words. Me neither. But that's not going to. Even if your kid is a turd, you're still going to love. You're still going to love your turd. That's the thing. I think that's what I'm more scared of because I know I'm going to love her regardless. But if it's like, like I, we were walking today and just saw like some kids, some like real Hollywood kids. They must have been like five or something, and just the bossiest little kids. Who yeah. actually said this to another child? Listen, you got to just keep your eyes open and look around because I'm not just going to help you do everything. Ooh. And I was just like, oh, I hate that kid in that wow. moment. My labia majora just tightened. Tightened my up, body. right? <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that child. <laughs> no, it's the same, same phenomenon you see in Manhattan where it's just like ur- ur- yeah. urban kids where you see like seven year old kids on the subway acting a fool. They're all drinking like 72 ounce mountains. <laughs> they're on their cell phone. <laughs> and then they get off and they're like, I'm not waiting for the one. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking at the map and these kids are experts and they're me and they seem like little groans. Yeah, they seem like little. I feel like they oh, they grow up really fast. Real there. fast. Yeah. And that's that's always really cool. And then you're kind of like, but what are the other virtues? Is, there, is it a virtue to be like sweet and kind of slow? Mm-hmm. I don't mean intellectually. I just mean like. Relax. Yeah. Like the kid growing up. Like a little dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> like a little country dum-dum. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you grew up in Evans, Evans, Evansville. Evanston. Evanston. Evanston, Illinois. Illinois. 
A little, little bit uh, more relaxed, I have to totally. imagine. And then the Manhattan kid's like, what do you mean you don't know seven pizza places in a five-mile radius? Ah! <laughs> I am Yelp, baby! You know what it's like? It's like somebody should take like a, like a country mouse, you know, and bring him to a city place, and then take a city mouse and bring him to a country place. Country swap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, except it's always more fun to watch the country mouse go to the city and be yeah. like, golly! But the city you take mouse. the city guy to like fucking Iowa. He's just like, what do you mean the bars don't stay open till five a.m.? But he learns a great lesson, which is compassion and empathy and reading and re- <laughs> a quiet read. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a read. <laughs> is this what you guys are doing? Then he just reads the subway map. <laughs> oh, commuter rail. That's only in Boston. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, what I was going to say though, is you find the people who are doing what you're doing. So I get engaged. Then I talk to my married uh, friends Yeah, and then you're kind of like talking to team marriage. This is like a big part of life. Like you kind of go like, we're in a place, you and I both, uh, where most of our, uh, friends, comedians, uh, atheists, uh, that's one thing in common Two, I don't know why I opened with that, but I'm just trying to make a (laughs) pattern Two, um, most of them like to party, enjoy a good cocktail. Maybe some some cocaine, <laughs> if you're to be believed. But then most importantly, as we're people that step outside of structures and make fun of them, we're not typically the people that get into structures, meaning marriage, children, family. We're the guys that go Leo Leo Allen going, if you jumped out of a plane with a parachute and I told you 50% chance there was there was a parachute in it, would you jump out? And that's what he says about marriage. And you're like, that's your role, Jester. Thank you. <laughs> and then all the married people in the crowd go, ha ha, what folly that I've entered into this engagement. <laughs> but we're the ones that get drunk and have sex and, and break up with people and stay single. So then I get engaged. I find Mike Birbiglia, Greg Fitzsimmons. You find, so you must be finding the people with children. I haven't found him yet because we haven't had him. But I'm going to – I haven't think so. Him. Oh, you mean once we, we haven't? Once yeah, the, once we have – because now I'm like seeing people with kids and I want to like walk up and be like, I'm about to have one of those. But then, right now I'm just a man approaching right. <laughs> people with children on the right. street. Which is weird because you could do it with a car. Audi A4, eh? <laughs> I got my eye on one of those. It's up my girl's <laughs> vagina right now. <laughs> We're waiting for it to come out. <laughs> they say it's a diesel. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I was – the fact that you bring that up is interesting. I, we were interv- I was interviewing Gaffigan, Jim and Jeannie Gaffigan See, about this. Yep. And they were saying – he was saying the same thing. He's like, as comedians, as when you're – you know, you're always, like, commenting on structures and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden when you have a kid, like, you find yourself, like, really in the middle of all the stuff that you always kind of fought against. Yeah. You know? You're, like, kind of with boring parents because the <laughs> – Friends of your kid are boring parents, and all of a sudden you're in like Normoville, which is going to be very, it's going to be very fascinating, you know. And, and this is, I am not saying that that's what that Jim Gaffigan said Normoville. He yeah, was yeah. much better. We're about saying, it. I'm we saying are saying Normoville. Normoville. No, it's a, it's a, it's an exaggerated version. This, this is kind of shitty to say, but I want to, I want to take it away from comedians, as I always like to, and say weirdos, which is the term yeah. for just like introspective thinking, funny people. Yeah, interesting, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's. Those in every walk of life. But sometimes, let's say you go to college or, or you become a comedian and you find all these interesting, exciting people that are like you. And then you go home for that first Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. And there's Timmy. Ooh, Timmy used to be such a hoot. And then you go, <laughs> Timmy's just doing Ace Ventura. Like, you you know what I mean? Right? Like, and you're like, oh, wow, he's just actually repeating <laughs> yeah. things that he's already seen. Yeah, and not footnoting. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're going to be... 
You and I, I'm going to be here with you. You and I are going to be at parties and people are going to go, Kurt, I saw it. Trust you. Oh, that was funny. I'm getting it wrong on purpose. <laughs> I saw that on the Comedy Central, Kurt. That was a funny one. You really do cocaine? <laughs> and uh, and you're going to be- I like that this is our main takeaway, <laughs> that I've done cocaine from an hour of comedy. <laughs> Watch it. It's called Kurt's Confessional, <laughs> that he's done cocaine. It's called Bad Things You'll Learn About Kurt. I actually don't even think it's very clear based on what you said that you did cocaine. Okay, great. I don't, I don't think that's true. Good. Uh, but you're going to be with some of the things you pushed away from, which mm-hmm. I actually see a lot of times. There's a lot of full circles in the comedian's yeah. journey. Take uh, Kumail, for example. Ne- I'm just looking at him over your shoulder. Never talked about his family, never talked about uh, being Muslim, anything. Yeah. Then when you get to a certain point, you come back to where you were. We're all going in circles. Yeah. So you left a family, became a wild comedian doing cocaine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, it's you in the robe. Yeah. The open robe. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do it. Honestly, I'm excited to experience that whole other part of existence and to be able to write about it. It too. Yes, of course. It is something that Whoop. so many people Whoop. experience. Well, you know? to quote W. Kamau Bell, who sat where you are, he has children. He was like, picture Bill Burr with kids. Bill Burr now has kids. Yeah. He was like, can you imagine how funny that would be? Because that that is obviously where you and I would go as co- comedians. We're like, you will get great material. About oh, yeah. it. You become more relatable to. A hundred percent of the country? One hundred, yeah. It's I like a hundred percent of the world? I mean, I, the first comedian I saw. You're a troubadour right now. You're right? a weirdo. With un- this is why the stereotype of doing airplane bits. Yeah. Because you don't have anything else I to talk about. I have nothing else relatable to talk about. And Kamau Bell was like, I wish my Xbox had a pussy. I'd fuck it and then I'd play <laughs> and then I'd fuck it. And he's like, that's what happens when you're 40 and you don't have children. No offense to our good friends. Yeah. Keep no, going, I agree 100%. It's just going to be, I forgot, I forgot what I was Shit! God damn it. No. Uh, Aristotle. <laughs> Aristotle, activate. We were talking about having kids, open robe, and you're saying I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm ready to experience that. And yeah, also, oh, and also I've already been writing about the idea of being a father. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's and also, oh, th- this is what I was going to say. You have an Amazon the- not very prime delivery coming. Yeah. And it's, that's what it is. Like you ordered a baby. It's taken a long time. And it's like expedited shipping is still not And I'm, I'm trying to get to Jeff Bezos to be like, this is a terrible system. <laughs> Your baby's dropped by a drone. But I mean, the first, the first comedian I ever watched yep. in my life was Bill Cosby. All yeah. about being a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, course. it's just like that, like it is such a. Dad and, is great. Right. Let's it wasn't. Chocolate cake. It wasn't just single guys. Great. No, right? eats cake whenever he wants. But also, I was a child watching a grown man yep. talk about being a father, and I related to it. Now you're including the kids as well. Yeah. It's it, here's the other reason I I really don't want to exclude our non-breeders. I don't even have kids yet. I'm just saying I would like to. One of the things I catch myself telling me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta go, man. I'm just not feeling it today. I'm out of here. I, I, like, I, I like imagine you catching yourself telling yourself where your eyeballs just turn all the way around and look at inside your brain. <laughs> I catch myself going back to parents saying, you that those cliches, you don't know what it's like to love something that much, mm-hmm. which is always a little bit condescending. Yep. And there's some great bits. I, I forget who has the bit where it's like, you don't know what it's like to... Eat French fries in the bathtub or whatever it is. Stuff that single people can do. Yeah. Uh, but there is something where I'm like, if life is this game, it's this limited experiment. And I'm not even getting metaphysical here. I'm just saying, here we are. 
it, kind of the Duncan Trussell point, his life statement is like, I, I'm here for a limited time. I'm in a spacesuit that's decaying. It's, it's got an expiration date on it. I'm going to lick, touch, fuck, taste, experience as much as I can. Yeah. Right? And uh, in a world where it's all too easy to get sucked into a couch and watch Shark Tank, guilty. <laughs> it's good to go, shit, one of the things we can do is this insane adventure. It's insane. And we got to do it. I mean, I'm just talking to you and me. I'm not saying everybody. No, of course, but I mean, even from just a, a biological perspective of what my of what my wife has been going through. If she was here, she would tell you. Yeah. But it's just like having an alien growing inside oh, of you yeah. that takes over all of your systems goes your, to its own yeah. uses. Yeah. Just sucks all of her like whatever like yep. iron and calcium out of her own body That's right. to make itself. That's right. And she feels crazy because the baby's like, "I'm doing great." Right. It's so insane. I think it's like that weird metaphor for the rest of our lives. The self-sacrifice begins... Now, yeah, that for her. Involuntarily. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one one of those things that as as pops, we need to like catch up when the baby comes out is because they've been sharing calcium. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking insane. Well, you know what James Corden told me to do? Uh, He said to wrap... To get a blanket and wrap yourself in it for the dad. Get in a car with (laughs) Shakira. (laughs) And make... A viral video. And you're going to sing, and a million people will see it. And it's just singing, mostly. The bit is, we sing it well. Together. <laughs> Love you, JC. But, uh, yeah. So he told me to wrap, wrap a, wrap a, t- a, like, get a blanket and wrap a blanket around me for the last, like, three weeks and sleep in it. So then my smell is on that blanket. because oh. So then that's one way, like, when the baby is born, you get wrapped in... It gets wrapped in that blanket and then you can placed also just on. Blast hot farts in your baby's face. <laughs> this is dad. Just saving save it up. Yeah. Just be like, I, I want to support you, baby, but I got I'm holding on to these farts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Wrap and bla- have a Kurt blanket. Yeah, have a Kurt blanket. And give it to the baby. So the baby smells, because the baby immediately, when it's born, is placed on. Mom. On the chest, yeah. you know, so they have that skin to skin contact. They have that smell, that connection yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. So then it's a way to like get in on that action. <laughs> you know, steal a little bit of that action. I've been doing it. I've totally been doing well, it. Well, talking to Burbigs and other friends of mine that have kids, uh, I'm not quoting him directly. I've just talked to him about this yeah. idea. Is there is uh, you kind of take do whatever you can because there is. I think as performers, one of the anxieties I have, and I'm very open with this with Val, yeah. is that they'll be. Oh, this is so childish. But there'll be something that, like, obviously I'll love it more than me. And every, I'm, I'm worried that I'll be passed over. That's the gross thing that it's just like. You'll be passed over from her. Yes, that she'll okay. only love the baby. And, and this happens. Like, this happens frequently. And by the way, I'm not an asshole. Yes, let's love the baby. But a lot of guys get the feeling where it's like, oh. I'm on the bench now. Yeah, 100%. We, but we have to be big boys. I'm not used to being a big boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm to used to going, boy. I want hot fudge. And next thing you know, I'm eating motherfucking hot fudge. Yeah. But you have to go, I want hot fudge. And then the baby's eating hot fudge and you go, <laughs> I have, I have the, another fear, which I think is even, which for me scares the crap out of me, is that I will love the baby so much that I won't. Uh, want to do anything else ah interesting that i will stop creating that i will stop making things because i'll just be like nah it's baby time and i'm just gonna do baby time and i'm just gonna be like yeah comedy is not as great as life yeah it's funny if i can because i i feel like i've played out all these scenarios in my brain they could be wrong i also feel though that there is going to be such a swell of novelty and new experiences obviously that's just what novelty means that you're gonna need (laughs) you're also frankly if i'm being super honest 
the need for you to duck out and do a set might be up there. Just in the same way that for Lauren, it'll be up there to go out and, and do right. whatever it is ladies do. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Whatever it is. When they gather together and stare at each other in a room and hum. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the full moon thing. I don't get it. I just mean... It's not male exclusive. It's not that the right. guy goes out and does comedy. Obviously, the wife needs her time, too. So they'll probably be like, this is great. But to your point earlier, you have 23 hours to do that. You have one. You can mm-hmm. do a little round trip. I think you'll be fine. I think so. I, I, yeah. I, you know, you just, you, you, when, when it's an unknown quantity, you can come up with a lot of different anxieties anyway. to place on it. Yeah, you can, And you can also make fantasies that are, that are amazing. Pretend. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you're pretend. Yeah, exactly. But why believe the bad ones? Right. Or the good one. Yeah. You should just be like, I don't know. But if you have, if your subconscious is insisting that you choose one, choose the good one. Yeah. She is Jesus Christ. Come again. <laughs> oh, the, oh, your daughter. Yeah. Your unborn daughter. Yeah. My unborn daughter will be so Jesus Christ to come again. Lady Jesus. Lady Jesus. And I'm ready, I'm ready for that. LG. Bring it, bring it, guys. Turning water into rose. <laughs> Lady Jesus. <G's. laughs> <laughs> multiplying uh, loaves into muffins and lattes. <laughs> Lady G's. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do any more Lady G's. <laughs> the, other, I, I, the other thing I think that's going on is um, when I look this, – this is also hard to talk about because, again, for a lot of people – like I think of the great Gary Shandling. Didn't want kids. Yeah. Didn't want to necessarily even be married, I don't think. Uh, and that's, that's so right for Gary. When I talked to him, yeah. I got such a sense that I was like – Absolutely. Thank this you. This is the right choice You're for you. You're living your truth, and it was beautiful truth. Yeah. It was good. And then, but then there's times when I catch myself not being pulled in that way, and I go, I don't – think about your baby taking your wife's food, sharing your yeah. wife's food. I don't want to live a life that doesn't know any sacrifice. And right. I think that's when we start to go fucking crazy. I'm talking – I can't even speak for comedians. I'm or, talking or about men as a for group. me, yeah. I'm saying for me, yeah. I think if I keep – Going into like sometimes like I'm doing crashing and they're like Peter, you t- are you ever tired of talking about your divorce? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm the first one to get tired of it. Like I'm working with what I have to work with, yeah. and at a certain point, we need to move on to like what's old Sophocles going to be like? My yeah. child's name Sophocles. Sophocles. <laughs> yeah, not a deep kid. We have a real dullard named Sophocles. No, but you just chocolate's like- the dark one. <laughs> Thank you, Sophocles. <laughs> Shit. Chocolate's a dark one. That doesn't do well with shit, though. <laughs> oh, Sophocles is eating shit again. <laughs> we should have named him Bam Bam. <laughs> but that is the thing. It's like you, you do you, you. It is this spiral inward when you're like just writing about your life over and That's over it. and over and That's over. That's where again. you get Xbox, Xbox pussy. Yeah, right. right. And so it is going to be fascinating to have that outward thing to focus on, where it's your thing, but out there. And isn't it? I'm hoping it's reassuring to know that all heroes' journeys start reluctantly. Yeah. Sorry to make this all Campbell, but I'm just saying. Like I love, Aunt, I love Joseph something Campbell. Something kicks you out. Yes. You were not good enough to go. I'll go on this journey just because. No, be, and no, no one does that. No one does. You have to have your 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 home burnt to burnt. the ground. That's right. And your aunt yeah. and uncle Star Wars. Boom. You need something that goes. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I can do it. Exactly. And that's courage. And what's interesting and that's too. To ge- and that's the sort of thing we need in this country. <laughs> we need cut having tall, long babies. Thank you, JFK. Blonde, coked up babies that the Lady Lord Jesus provides. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the thing, too, of this idea that now there will be a part of me that is also not a man. 
Ooh. Do you know what I mean? So yep. now I'll have a part of me that is a woman. And that is, that's what I've been writing a lot about. Isn't that this, great? This like, terrifying idea of like, oh, like, there's going to be this thing that I'm going to care more about than I care about myself. And she's going to be in this world where uh, women have the raw end of the deal. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not a friendly place for them. The couple that I was talking about earlier, their child's adopted and is and a black child. Yeah. So that's that same thing where, same with my friends that married uh, uh, out, outside of their race. It's like you inherit the 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 problems and and they become your things. Mm-hmm. That's another brave and mind expanding thing. Is you go, I'm now a lady. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, when really I would say, and this is I was uh, sorry. No, what please. Would you say? I was talking with Kristen. I wrote. I had written a bit where I was like, you know, I was written a bit about this, and it was in the early stages of this bit about having this daughter. And now I have like a personal race in feminism. You yeah. know, a personal horse in the race of feminism, which is what I'm going to call. Her. I'm going to call her my personal horse. This is my ph. This is my personal horse, guys. Um, but then I was talking with Kristen. Kristen was like, "That's not a feminist bit." And I was like, "What are you talking about? It's totally a feminist bit." She's like, "No, you're just saying that you simply can't relate to women." Unless you have one that's part of you. Yeah. You don't, it's like the feminist bit is that actually having empathy for someone who is not you and doesn't have your circumstances, yeah, but we talk- which I totally agree with. <laughs> She's not going to listen to this, Kurt. <laughs> uh, I hear that. Yeah. But what I, okay, this is interesting. Let's talk about it. I yes. don't have it figured out. Okay. Kristen was born converted to that cause. Of course. She was a woman. Right. But we don't begrudge her that, that her, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her balls became. Labia, or yeah, and there's therefore she has a a um, a birthright or a claim to the whole issue. She it was forced upon her, yeah. So she didn't intellectually be like an amorphous orb going, "I am a feminist," right? She was a woman who became a feminist. Mm-hmm. So why is your cheap ass conversion any less valuable than her inherited cheap ass conversion? Because <laughs> it lacks empathy. Because it lacks empathy. I think because of the fact that it, it it's suggesting on my part on my part. Uh, it's 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 an argument against the thing of where guys say like uh, or someone says, don't you have a, a wife or a mother or a daughter? Could you imagine this happening to them? Yeah, it's it's the fact that you simply as as a man can't have empathy to imagine a different situation other than your exact specific right. situation that you have going right. on. And so I think it's an argument for empathy oh, and for not sure. a, and not saying that the only way you can really become a feminist is by having a daughter. I get it, but kind of what I'm saying, and just for funsies, yeah, of I'm course. saying what we need are conversion moments, and I've said this a million times. Yeah. My ex-mother-in-law was anti-gay marriage, didn't know a gay person in her life. So mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? Yeah. So all she needed was to be snowed in a cabin with a fabulous gay man, yeah. who, you know what I mean, just like excellent, yeah. and just convert her. But we can't afford that. We don't have enough snowstorms, and we don't have enough <laughs> fabulous gay men. We don't have enough time... For conversion moments. So we have to rely on the human heart. Yeah. And the human heart's pledge then, its charge, is to consider things quietly yeah. and reflect on them and go, okay, I'm not a woman. What must it be like to be a woman? I'm not a Somalian refugee. What must it be like to be a refugee? All these different things. But most people aren't doing that, so we'll take what we can get. If you having a daughter turns you into a feminist, I say, welcome to the party. If You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it 100%. Oh, and yeah, the net gain is already there. Right. Um, it's not the best way to get there. Right. It wasn't like the purest gasoline that runs the machine, but it doesn't matter. At least it's running. And now you have – compassion has been increased. Was it through like a cheat code? Yes. Who cares? Give me the bazooka. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto and I need to blow up the patriarchy. <laughs> 
Wow, I just blacked good. out for a second. I like, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I, I, I just, I think it's interesting. Of course you care about the things that affect you. And that's her point to you. And that's kind of what I'm saying yeah. to her. Although there are a lot of women that don't care about feminism, which is oh, a yeah. strange other It's also group. a strange thing, too. Yeah. yeah. It's Fascinating. Like, I can't open the pickle jar. I should make $6 <laughs> less. Oh, Julie. Julie, <laughs> Julie, Julie, come on, Julie. Julie. <laughs> so, but I, I, I like the idea that what I was going to say earlier was a little bit, I don't know, trippy. Was the idea that you had a, a girl, but now you're thinking of yourself as two things. That's a profound split. Yeah. And then you're also just, your, your gender is challenged. And you realize that it, it was never about that. You're just stuck in your man body. And now there's you. We're talking just genetic and information or whatever, or you could talk about a piece of your soul in this other thing that's just in a female container. Yeah. So you start to see how arbitrary you and me, us and them, male and female, really is, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why you know, feminist, feminism is a spiritual pursuit as well. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm just in this different packaging. And that's why I think the transgender uh, issue is a spiritual pursuit. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm in this packaging, but I'm, what I really am is in gear. And you having this child is a nice way to, for you to like really wrap around that. Yeah, it's Tiresias. You know Tiresias? That, he was like the uh, ancient Greek guy who then Tiresias could also become a woman. sounds like the fabulous gay man we, we want to put with, <laughs> with my ex-mother-in-law. Uh, this is Tiresias. Girl! I can't remember the Hairspray song from earlier. It was just... That just became McDonald's. Yeah, no. We're dead inside. Go on, you were saying Tiresias. Oh, Tiresias, yeah. No, he... I. And I, I'm probably getting his name wrong right now, but he's like he's a he's a mytho- mythological guy from the ancient Greek and Roman traditions, and he was, he could see into the future in some stories. Uh, he's in like an Oedipus Rex and stuff like that. But then also one of his other things was that he knew what it was to be both a male and a female, so he could kind of like come back and be like, "Here's what it's like, guys." Oh wow! You can't pee standing up, and that's the only thing he ever uh, said. You can if you hoist that leg high enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put out a candle on a boat. Because that's what men do all Bam! the time. Men are, I'm tired of only men yeah, putting these candles, candles out on boats. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's why a lot of uh, spiritual imagery and stuff has these symbols that have dick and, and puss. Yeah. Because it's this idea of putting yourself in the middle, and we get so caught up and going, oh, well. but now you have your you that's a lady. I know, that's it's going to be exciting. fascinating. I, I secretly... I'm op- I'm certainly open to both. In fact, it's a bit of a peeve for me when people are like, "I really hope it's a boy," especially when it's a it's, boy. It's really it, it surprises me. I guess it's just like you're just like I can't relate to anything what? that doesn't have a dick. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what are we gonna talk about? Periods. <laughs> it's an extension of women aren't funny. It really is. It, yeah, it's yeah. just like women aren't me. That's what you're <laughs> That's saying. That's what it is. Women That's aren't me. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You're not saying women aren't funny. You're saying women aren't me. I want to see a little version of me yes. in a hat with a bat. Yeah. Because he's only playing bas- baseball. That always feels like a, a molestation to me, too. It's certainly an internal and subtle and culturally <laughs> accepted type of forcing into when I see it let's take all that back all I'm saying yeah. is when I see a baby in a Red Sox hat I get a little sad <laughs> that's what you'll like <laughs> let the baby decide give let him the, all give maybe, him all the hats yeah maybe he's 
a Padres guy. I used <laughs> to wear he an loves a- the twins. I wore an ace hat just because I like green and yellow. Yeah, I think I, I picked a Phillies. Um, the, what was the Phillies? It was the Phillies. The cheesesteak. The Phillies, right? <laughs> See, I don't the know. The silly Phillies. I don't know crap about sports. Yeah, but I think it was either. the Phillies. That when, when we collected cards as kids. You wanted the Phillies? I was the Phillies. And it was simply because I liked the logo. I rooted for Jose Cantego because he was an underdog. He was Latino. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they accused him of steroids, and I was like, "You are a liar." And also has the same initials as Jesus Christ, Lady Jesus Christ. <laughs> LJ. The last the last supper is just a five hour boozy brunch <laughs> filled with gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Jesus. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. And you get to you're going to be the guy that I see, and you go like, you just don't know. I love those things that you can't know until you do it. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. I'm just going to be like Pete, and I'm going to grab your arm and be like, it's going to change your life, Pete. That's how it's going to be. Well, Val and I, talk but I'll a- whisper that in I'm- both ears <laughs> simultaneously somehow. Yeah. I'm hearing this in stereo. Yeah, uh, Val and I talk about it though. It is that idea where uh, you know, yesterday we we slept in and all that stuff. You do risk that, I guess. Oh yeah, that's just out. But yeah. also, since Lauren's been pregnant, I've just been getting up at 7 a.m. every day. With For her, the most part. For puke time? I just, it's just, like said, we go to bed earlier, you yeah. know? So it's just like, yeah, hey, I get up at 7 a.m., I get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at me, I'm like the president. You're a real normo. Yeah, you're, I totally you're, you're 100%. Normo. But I crave the normo. You know what my favorite thing uh, doing the talk show and crashing as well is you're doing comedy during the day. Yeah. Then and then you bed. get to go to bed and go home. Can you give we've me talk, a 9 p.m. bedtime? <laughs> give me a 9.30. In bed at 9. Give me a show. Starts at 7. Over by 9. I'm in bed by 9.15. I am that guy. In yeah. fact, I've always been that guy. People are like, you want to do my show? My first question is, what time is it? Yeah. What, what time's it at? <laughs> what time's it at? And then, unless you're on the road or whatever. Did you tour your hour? Like, did you go oh, yeah. around and do it? Oh, yeah. Lots, 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 muchos, lots, muchos. lots, lots, lots. And did you film it? You filmed in Portland. Was it the Aladdin? No, at uh, at uh, Revolution Hall. Ooh. Yeah, have you been? No, it's, it's really it's nice. So yeah. they have, yeah, they it, it's an old high school from like the 30s or something that they just turned the whole high school into like a bunch of different offices and bars and restaurants. And then the gym, they turned into a rock venue. Really? And that's what it is. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. It's really, really, of course, it's Portland. That's very Portland. Yeah. Is Uber in Portland yet? I think so. It better be. Yeah. It better be. It better or ride be. shares in general. I yeah. know. Screw Uber. Screw them. Screw you, Uber, as I call an Uber. I don't stand by their policies. <laughs> Ooh, premium. <laughs> Didn't they make that right? What? The whole Uber thing. The guy the app left. looks nice. No, no, no. I mean, like, he left Trump's council and they gave a million dollars. But then he was caught uh, screaming at an Uber driver about the CEO. Again. Of Uber? Yeah. But if you're not, you know, there's got to be perks to being the CEO. He was screaming. I mean, he's he's a lunatic. <laughs> I'm completely joking. By the video. Yeah. Oh, he screamed at an Uber driver? Yeah, the Uber driver's like, why? You guys lowered our, you guys, you're paying us less. And you're, the surge price, we don't get more money. And then he just starts screaming at him. Everybody wants their, their problems to be somebody else's fault. And it's like crazy. Why is it filmed? The guy had a dash cam? Yeah, that, you know, it's just for their safety. So Whoa. it's a camera that's like above the uh, mirror. Holy Also, there's... Shit key parts of this that I'm sure I'm getting wrong because I what I do the way I read the uh, the news is I throw it all up in the air and I glance at stuff real fast and I run out the door and then I just tell people things oh you on Facebook because <laughs> that's all it is I've read a lot of headlines today <laughs> a lot of headlines I got no understanding of any of the issues but I am fired up 
What do you, what are your thoughts on cuz like sometimes Val and I joke we're like we need a mom and dad. Like we will get high and we're just watching Shark Tank all day. <laughs> you look down there's a pizza you don't remember ordering and you're just like, "Well, we need a mom and a dad." <laughs> and like you're going to have a child uh with the the phones and then what I'm really interested in is the the belief system any yeah. any church in any sort I don't know I'm, so, I'm guessing no so uh, no Lauren and I both were raised Catholic and um, yeah and so Lauren did bring it up the other day she was like are we gonna baptize Olive and I was like I don't Olive yeah please put her in a crib that's shaped like a martini glass. <laughs> There it is. There she is. It's just like, I like mine with one olive. <laughs> and you put a giant pickled red pepper in her mouth. <laughs> this is your brother, Pimento. <laughs> Actually, you... her, her full name would be, her initials would be Bob. So we might call her Bob, too. What What are her initials? Barbara. Barbara her olive? first name, yeah. Why? Uh, my mom. My yes. mom died last year. I knew there was a story because you're like, Bob, we're going to call it Olive, but we're giving the homage name. Yeah, so her name's Barbara. First name, Barbara. But why not? Middle name, you, Olive. Are you assuming that she's not going to like kind of like an older-fashioned name, Barbara? I just didn't want to call my daughter by my mom's name. Then why did you name it your mom's name? <laughs> she has the option. She has the option. If she wants to grow up, and be like, I'm Barbara now. She's an olive with a Barbara when she, when she goes, Yeah, when she goes to college and she's like, I'm somebody new. I'm Barbara. Yeah. Who's yeah. that cool kid named Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> but in 18 years, Barbara's probably going to be a hip name. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, you, your mom died recently. Isn't yeah, it? in July. And, and you were close with your mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, only... She raised me. She raised you just, so, solo. Uh, just solo, yeah. Oh, that yeah. In, that brings a whole other psychological twist to you having a child. Yeah. Oh, and like, also we were trying know. we were trying to get pregnant the whole time she was sick. She was sick for eight months, and uh, and then we the day after my the funeral is when we found out that Lauren was pregnant. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. It was really intense. That's heavy, and she. You wanted to be able to tell her. My mom was a pediatric nurse. She loved kids. Yeah. It was her whole life. She's been wanting me to have kids the whole time. Here's a weird one. What? Yeah. Did, I've seen, it was on Girls, where they lied to a dying relative that they were married, and then the relative turned it around. Turned it around. <laughs> did you, I'm not even trying to be funny, in that situation, did you consider just being like, we're pregnant? I tried to tell, no, I tried, I tried to That's tell her that we were going to name our, if we had a daughter, we would yeah. name her after her. But I don't think it was at that point that was like I was unsure how much she was registering as making sense. She had cancer. Cancer. Uh, what, yeah. what kind? It was liver cancer and, and a liver cancer that just is a really rare form that has – she didn't drink like the, my entire life. She didn't touch alcohol. <laughs> so it wasn't from that. It was just this – random bile duct cancer that just goes boom and it's it's really intense gets you quick you mean yeah, yeah yeah oh my goodness yeah we went she was like totally fine and then we just found out it was everywhere it was one of those things really mm -hmm. i'm so sorry oh thank and you what was it when you were doing the ski the skiing across america thing? no it was i found out uh she'd actually come and visit it was last year so it was almost like a little yeah it was not. It was more than a year ago at this point, 
But it, we found out in like an October, and we, she had come here and hung out in September, and she we had like gone to the beach and stuff like that. But she seemed like tired, mm. and I was like, oh, she's tired a lot. She's maybe I guess she's just getting old, you know. And mm. then it was like, boom, one month later, it was like, oh no, there's cancer everywhere. Mm. And so I went home to take care of her, and she yeah, she has a husband, so it wasn't like you know I just wanted to be with her, mm-hmm. and so I was there for most of the eight months. So you did the, talk about a selfish thought. What a jerk I am. But sometimes I'm like, there's like, there's a selfish feeling where you're like, okay, your your parents are sick. Yeah. And then you have this thought, you're like, well, what if they got sick at like the worst time? And there's kind of narrow, you know what I yeah. mean? Like right now I'm just kind of kicking around and if my mom, God forbid, I'd be there. But what if it was like in the middle of something, You all I'm trying to do is draw, shine a light on the fact that you did drop everything. Well, and, and here's, here is... The crazy part, too, is that um, I was also able – I just happened to book something that shot in New York. Two things that shot in New York. So I could go – She's in New York? She's in New Jersey. Oh, wow. So I was shooting in New York, and then when I wasn't shooting, I was down in New Jersey. So, so that's perfect. It was two gifts. It was really like universe gifts. Yeah, that's, that is a universe gift. That's it was perfect. like a month after I found out she was sick, and I was like, I'm going to go down this date. I was, they're like, you got this job. And I was like, that's insane. And wow. it, that's amazing. What was the job? It was on this uh, Hulu show called Deadbeat. I thought you were going to be like something. It's crazy. It's called Deadbeat and your mom is dying. <laughs> you are going to be like, it's called My Dying Mother. <laughs> what the fuck? MDMA. My Dying Mother <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> so you, did, you, did that feel like Providence? 100%. Yeah. And also because of the fact that I hadn't really I hadn't booked anything in a while. So to have the first, you know, the you know, a nice big gig be in New York when I live in Los Angeles right at the time when I needed to be there for my mom was great. And was it I have to imagine it was hard to work you're distracted. Uh, it was a good break actually. Oh really? Yeah, because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't lead or anything like that, so I would be shooting two two days a week or three days a week or something. So the majority of time I'm in New Jersey, but uh-huh. then also you do kind of need a break because it is very, uh, is deep sadness, you know? For sure. But you're also like always, That's what I think about you're the- also trying to like cheer up and like keep everybody happy and for stuff sure. like that, but it's very difficult. I've patched Adam's did for a yeah. friend before. And you, what was it like being with your mom? Was she in pain? Was, was she it- wasn't in pain, but the toughest part, honestly, and I have a new understanding of this for people who go through this. It was the depression. She Is was that, depressed. Yeah, she hadn't. Like she hadn't even retired yet. You know, like she had this. She had just. She married a man uh, maybe less than ten years ago, mm. and so she was excited to have this whole life with this man that she uh, had married when she was sixty-four. And so then she fucking finds out this that like that whole part of her life is stolen away from her, mm. and she was depressed, but, and she was honestly depressed. For the whole time, and I and I and that was the the absolute most difficult thing to go through because it was like I can't make you happy, mm-hmm. you know. Like I I would do everything I could, and it would get somewhere, but it would just it would it would just kind of touch the sides, you know. It wouldn't mm-hmm. get down to like a deep. Maybe once or twice I saw her like actually happy, you know. You, I'm imagining laughing and bits, or was it that sort of it's relationship? More like, yeah, my mom doesn't like my bits that much. Ah. <laughs> it was more she liked, you know, she liked spending time. She liked, uh, you know, just you know, talking <coughs> and, and uh, watching TV together, or me me doing her gardening. She was a big gardener, so she would come out and sit on the 
her little like swing and I would just like do all the gardening that she would normally do and she would tell me what to do and she, that made her very happy. <laughs> it would be funny if you were just a really bad sport about And I'm it. a very oh, – <laughs> just like, like fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just humped. Oh, God, that? You want me to do that? I already watered it yesterday, Mom. It's still like a relationship of a, of a high school kid with their parents. Did that dissolve? Did you get to a place where it, the roles went away, where it was just you and another person? Like, or did it stay? Did she try to be a mom the whole time? No, she was, there was, she was not trying to be a mom at all. Yeah. That was also another thing. And I think that the, we stopped that kind of relationship where she would mom stuff. Um, before but she no, was sick. It, before she was sick a little bit, where we were just on equal footing with each other. But then really when I was there, she was already like bedridden. So... Hmm. Um, I became more of like the a parent figure, and then then that and then that cranks up really fast as it goes on, mm-hmm. you know, towards the end where it's like she couldn't do anything without assistance. So I was really like, you know, we had like a baby monitor for, her and I wouldn't sleep because I'd be just listening for her trying to get up because she would try to get up on her own, and she sometimes was, would hurt herself that way. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So wow. Yeah, it was really intense. It was. Uh, and then that's yeah, that's what I'm like writing about now too. Is this like going through losing my mom and then becoming a father in the exact same moment mm-hmm. um, is kind of like the whole thing that I'm trying to write about now. It's really, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Yeah. Enough so that I'm suppressing my lightning crashes joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, when she started to, if you don't mind, started to like lose, I'm always interested when I'm dying. At yeah. a certain point, is some real side of me going to come out that I wasn't showing entirely? Oh, when I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't think there's some real side. I think, honestly... It's, it's more of a fear, to be honest. I'm worried that I'm going to be like, I miss my wife, my yeah. ex-wife, or something like that. Yeah, I think you do get those. Yeah. I think it's like you're in a, you're in a place with like deep terror and, yeah. and sadness, you know, that you don't get to continue to do this thing that you've only known. And what was her feeling on... Religion and the afterlife and death. She's very religious. Yeah. She's very religious, Catholic, very religious her whole life. Um, she, like, you know, she served at the church. She was, like, a Eucharistic minister. She was very active in the church. Um, Did that. But I still think I – and I, I never spoke to her about this, but I think she felt it was a real kick in the pants. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like there was maybe – there was maybe a point where she was suspicious of the whole thing. You know, she's been she she did only good in her life. She was a pediatric nurse. She 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 worked at the church. She just dedicated all of her time to other people, and then forgot to be like, eh, and go fuck yourself. What's the bus full of uh, youth retreat kids that falls off the cliff, sort of thing? Yeah, it's like these were these were your people. Yeah, until I guess we widen it out and go, everybody's God's people, I suppose, and that death was always part of it. My philosophy with death, and let's see how well I do, I had the same terrors that I'm sure you witnessed and and sometimes have, is going like, there there has to be some lesson that you can't learn. Like, you won't go on your journey unless your wife gets pregnant and you're forced out, and then I feel like there's lessons we won't learn unless we're really stripped away. Like, really going like, oh, you thought it was this? It's not this. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's this. Until we finally surrender that's a lot of maybe wishful thinking because i know in the in the last moments a lot of us are just panicking and and you know sad i mean i think i think if you if you enter into it looking for a lesson you'll find one you yeah. know and i think that that's the most important part of that of what you're saying is yeah. like allow it to be a lesson even though it's surrender horror yeah you know right. if you can allow horror to be a lesson 
I think you'll be in a, a better place. Well, that's what Ramdas says. He says his life is beautifully horrible. Yeah, he, he's like it's totally horrible, and he, and he talks about in any moment, you know, all the babies that are dying of malnutrition, and then he's like, but then there's also all the babies being born, like having their first breath at the same yeah. moment, and we have to try and find a way. Talk about the dick and the vagina at the same time. Yeah, it's that sort of third way where you go. Here's death. Here's and both. It's like when you when you take mushrooms. I don't know if you've. I know you and I have taken mushrooms not together, but at the same time. Yeah, we have together. We have. Yeah, remember when all the elk were uh, breeding up in? Oh my uh, god, Colorado? you and I have done mushrooms twice. <laughs> Hit it! <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, oh. there was elk going like. Bah, bah. Yes, giant twelve foot elk. That was so fun. I I didn't. Uh, can I say who was there? I don't know. I don't know if we can. Either. Yeah, but remember, remember. But that. I was scared of one of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the jazz duck, jazz cigarette? <laughs> no. We we're all sitting on a rock, and then no animals around us, and then one duck just makes a beeline for us. <laughs> and he makes a beeline to come right up to us, and then one of our group members, his name is Rich, just goes, "Hey, you guys smoking those jazz cigarettes?" <laughs> and then it was like a narc duck. We're just like, look at this narc duck. He's just making a beeline for us. Oh, he knows. My God, he knew we were on drugs. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I'm so glad we got that on record. Um, for when I'm in a hospital and trying to remember my life, ah, the jazz duck. Um, those feelings of death and life being together is one of those yeah. mushroomy types of things where mm-hmm. you go, there's the baby and there's the skeleton. That's something that I've had recurring when I've really kind of gone in there. And it yeah. all seems kind of lovely and horrible. Yes. Like, that's what I always forget every time I take mushrooms. I'm like, oh, right, the fear is part of it. Yeah. You're always like, I hope this doesn't go wrong. And if it couldn't go wrong, it wouldn't feel so good when it went, quote, unquote, right. Yeah. You have to play in those. So what, what did you – did what, you said there were moments where it seemed like she was doubting the whole thing, which is completely normal. Yeah. Did you see any sort of wilting of the ego where she was just kind of like – Kurt, man, I mean, this is a fantasy at this point. I mean, this is what I hope for all dying yeah. people. Kurt, man, it is what it is, and I'm going to, like, ink into water, baby. I'm gone. No, I did not see that. Yeah. I did not. But also, that's not the kind of uh, person my mom was. You know, she was very pragmatic, um, you know, worked her whole life, uh, and a very kind, funny person, but wasn't in, in any way having any type of like those grandiose statements. I think she would right. view them as like bullshit. Sure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I, I try and wrap my mind around them and sometimes they seem so right on and other times I'm completely with your mom. And yeah. Where I'm just like, I don't know about that. Yeah. seems weird. <laughs> um, and then were you with her when she finally passed? Yeah. And what was that like? It was, um, it was, it was like my, myself on one side and... And I almost feel like now that I think maybe that moment I won't talk about because it involves it involves her husband who's still alive. And I think he would maybe he, he's a very private man, uh-huh. whereas I'm just like, this is how I deal with stuff is talking about it. Right. And I feel like my mom would be OK with it um, because she loves me, even though she is private, too. But she's, you know, no longer here. Right. But I feel like I have to protect his privacy and I not talk that. about that. What's his social security number? It is one seven eight. Three nine four two eight nine. Oh, oh, Dale. Yeah, she married a Dale. Um, you know, I just read someone's social security. Someone's listening to this and be like, 
Fuck, that's my social security number. Did you hear on uh, This American Life they did the Serendipity episode? It was actually a rerun. I had heard it before. But there was a guy in a a commerce situation, like a Target, and they're like, "Uh, if you give me your phone number, I can give you the protection plan or whatever. And the guy was like, yeah, it's uh, 202-519-7622. And then the guy was like, that's not your phone number. That's my (laughs) phone number. (laughs) That's amazing. Isn't that great? Oh, you just that did that so with much. somebody's social security yeah. number. More dangerous. <laughs> um, okay. I guess I'm just – whenever there's death on the show because it's something that we all have to do, yeah. I'm looking for – just selfishly, forget the quality or the interest of the show. I'm looking for what it felt like or what you learned or if it was disappointing or if it was – like you know, It was a relief. It was just yeah. a relief. Yeah. Just a relief. I just wanted it – Honestly, at that point to be over, it wasn't pleasant. The the, the last few days were not pleasant. Yeah. Um, uh, she was unconscious, you know, uh, and I, I really it was just a waiting relief. There were some beautiful moments, you know, um, where she had not been been all there. And then she like kind of came to and like I said, I love you. And she said, I love you back. So it was like wonderful. Cause I'm, and I'm happy that that happened because prior to that, her last words to me had been like out of the blue, just like woke up and just went, you got to get the St. Patrick's Day decorations and then went back to sleep. And I was like, we don't have, we're not Irish. We don't have St. Patrick's Day decorations. And it was just like, that's going to be the last thing she says is get the St. Patrick's Day decorations. Is that it? Were those your last words? No, the last words were, I love you. Okay. Good. But it, but it could have been get the St. Patrick's Day decorations. That's so funny. That's like yeah. the movie signs. Remember? Yeah. Did you see? Signs? No, I didn't see the movie. Oh. Oh, is it good? Is yeah. it a Shyamalan? It's a Shyamalan. Yeah. You know, it's worth seeing just for this moment. Okay. Where I make this reference and you get it but this is over (laughs) (laughs) and how about now do you still talk to your mom is it is it a feeling of remaining connection no i don't talk to her um i have like a little shrine set up to her in my office so i'm like shamrocks (laughs) it's just it's all shamrocks (laughs) (laughs) but i do have a little set i have a little setup so i see her all the time and maybe i talk to her here and there but it doesn't it doesn't I don't feel, feel like, like a, a deep bad connection bad son for not talking to your dead mother yeah <laughs> i i just felt like i led you to be like are you still keeping it alive <laughs> like the afterlife version of do you call home from time to time i almost would just feel too bad i, I it's yeah I, I don't think i'm there yet maybe i will because it's a super 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 bum yeah to talking to her would make me cry yeah do you know what i mean Especially in the situation that, like, I just want her to be here so bad because right. she was a pediatric nurse. Right. She knew everything about kids. And all I am doing now is being like, I don't know what to do with this baby that's going to come. Mm. And she would have been so good with that. And right. so it is this fucking anger at the universe. Be like, fuck you. Like, we finally were able to make a baby. And you have to take away the one person who, A, would be so excited about it and, B, be able to help so much and be so excited to help. And I'm just like, mm. fuck you. Mm. You know, like that's really what I'm experiencing now is an anger at the universe. Did she get there? I mean, she must have been angry too. You said oh, she, she was, was totally angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird – again, are you tired of talking of your divorce? Yeah. But when you feel like you – like I was just writing this morning. I was like, you know, you don't smoke, drink, fuck. You don't swear. You don't hand job. No pornography. No cigarettes. No alcohol. 
and you marry somebody because you think that's what you're supposed to do and then she leaves you and you get that feeling of like, but I did everything. Right. I did everything I was supposed to do. You start looking at God as some sort of protection plan where literally I spent most of my life feeling like I was in that plan. Yeah. I was like – I didn't ever say this, but I was like, death and loss and suffering. Those Won't are for, happen to me. That's for Sodom and Gomorrah. Look, I'm paying. I'm paying all the time by not doing It's like all paying this off stuff. the cops. Yeah. It's like paying off the cops. And then you get fucking arrested. <laughs> and then you realize that even if you are a mobster paying off the cops, there could still be a huge earthquake. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you zoom out a little bit and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like we like to think – like I was just watching a documentary about UFOs and I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking crazy shit going on in the skies if these cameras are to be believed. <laughs> and then I'm just like, as much as I'd like to think that the U- United States government or the UN or all of our powers combined have everything figured out, I'm like, we're still a speck of dust floating in infinity. <laughs> yeah. So small. So like that's what, you know, the Armageddon idea that like no matter how good we could be the most perfect planet. Like if we got to that utopia where all we do is help one another and love and care and cherish this utopia, we could still get hit by an asteroid or oh, yeah. solar flare and we all die. Easy. Easy. Yeah. And how do we grapple philosophically with the chaos that's going in the order? Like we have order. Your molecules are staying curt this whole time. Like yeah. Something is keeping us together. Something is keeping matter together. Eventually. And then eventually there will be heat death and entropy will take over. Exactly. For sure. For the entire universe. And how do we reconcile those two things where we can be going to the bank and whistling Dixie and, and thinking about the new episode. I love that you're going to the bank. You don't, you don't know how to use your phone. You don't do any banking on your phone. I just go to the bank. <laughs> There's no lines. <laughs> It's and the lollipop dish is your full. S- stacks of money, physical money that you're bringing to the bank. <laughs> but even that, talking about a solar flare, talking about mass death, all of us dying, yeah. does go like, what a silly system. We had pieces of paper. You're, you're making fun of me actually banking, which is accurate. But we could even zoom out a little bit further and be like, we also just have value of certain metals over other metals. It's all the gods must be crazy. It's all pretend. And that's the sort of release that whether or not we have some sort of lofty statement in those final moments, I think you go, what a sham. What a, what a, what a ruse. What a show. Yeah. Like we were all just going around going like, did you get a haircut? And uh, yes, I got a haircut. And really we're, we're, we're in chaos soup. It is, and also how quickly your your perspective changes on things, too. Where it's like, when my mom was sick, I would look at people walking, like unassisted walking, because yeah. she couldn't walk after a certain point, and I'd just be like, these fucking assholes that's right. walking around without... And I'm like, but that's the default state for most hu- human right. beings. They can just walk around. And then all of a sudden, when you're in this thing where the person you love so much can't do that thing, then all of a sudden, that's normal. That's right. You know? And that's the crazy part is that a human mind normalizes the most absurd situation very quickly. That's right. And it just becomes what is. That's what's funny about Louis. There's a lot of things funny about Louis' bit, but about Wi-Fi on planes. Yeah. And you like, didn't even know this was a thing a month right. ago. And how quickly we yeah. can get used to what we have. I was just thinking about like... People that get divorced late in life and they have billions of dollars and, and the argument is always like, well, I have a lifestyle that I've grown accustomed to. Yeah. And that's a valid argument in court because we all know if all you do is eat like fucking goose egg omelets and fly first <laughs> class or whatever it is, even a judge that, that isn't making a lot of money would, will side with the rich idiot and be like, well, once you're used to it. These goose egg omelets ain't going to eat themselves. <laughs> That's what I think fancy food is. <laughs> a 
goose egg omelet. You know, omelet. a goose egg omelet. An ostrich egg omelet. I feel like yeah, that's, that's, that's an expensive omelet. Or an eagle egg omelet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, they're small, so it's a hundred <laughs> for a meal. A like, lot of eagles dying. They look like Easter treats. <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> um, but we do get you... and. One of the stories I like, I believe it was Terrence McKenna when he was dying, would it was either him or Tim Leary, I think it was Terrence McKenna, would get on the floor and see an ant and he'd just weep at the miracle of an ant. Wow. Which which is, it's like the dying, some get to that place where you realize everything's precious. One of the problems with that is it's very tiring. If you're sure. driving around just like an idiot, like you were on drugs or something, nothing would get done and you'd never do anything. If, you, if I really own the phenomenon that is Kurt and Aristotle in this room, that you're this awareness encased in these meats yeah. and we're here together, I'd just be on my back rolling around like we were with the, with the drug dust. Yeah, you have to like dial it back and just be like, get through your life So the brain bit. protects you. It, 100%. It thinks it's doing its best, but it shuts down your heart. And then with the dying person crying at the ant, you, the brain goes, all right, look, I'm out of here anyway. Yeah. And then the heart goes, finally, I can have, have it all. Whether or not your mother said that, I hope that, you know, obviously. <laughs> I honestly think, and this is going to be very cynical of me, I think if you're looking for, you personally, Pete, are looking for that, uh, that, 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 that meaning in death, you're not going to find it. De- it, ju- it just ends. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not pretty. It, it just ends. It just stops. Right. And like, I know you want to have that thing. Yeah. And, and you hope to have that thing. But I don't think that that's inherent. I'm not saying that there isn't going to be fear and panic and, uh, you know, choking on fluids yeah. and just screaming and being like, this is bullshit. I think I'm, I, the reason I'm holding out, because mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. the smart money is on what you're saying, yeah. is I'm trying to walk in the footsteps of those thinkers and philosophers that have w- gone before me and been like, look, yeah. there's something there. But you know, Matt, what? I should just be listening because you just went through this and you're saying it was a big empty chasm and it was sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, I mean, you know, I, I had a neighbor. I had a neighbor when I was a kid who's – Was uh, this neighbor you? <laughs> it was me. <laughs> he was uh, – but she she had a sister who was – whose life was ended while she was shopping at Kmart because one of those – the Ford – this was like in the 80s when the Ford – there was like a defect with the Fords where it would just accelerate and you couldn't stop it. Mm. A car in the parking lot had that problem, went into the Kmart and killed her in a Kmart. And it's like, where is your – Where is your God now? Where's your Where is your revelation when you get murdered in a fucking Kmart shopping? Right. Where is your open up pearly gates and you get a little uh, – a glimpse of wisdom? No, it's just – and you're done. It right. just – and you – before you were and then after you're not. Right. And if there's any magic in there, it's in the fact that that was a transition. Right. Yeah. You know what the uh... – I believe what the Hindus would say about that is because we don't what, – what we're talking about is a prolonged death where you know you're dying. Yeah. And that's where people tend to – some people will try and do that work. There are people that do conscious dying. It's like what Mother Teresa's work was, is trying to usher, right. usher people into their own deaths as a practice, as a way of spiritually awakening, right? But then there are a lot of us I, – I don't know if it's the majority, but there's a lot of us that just get hit by a stray bullet yeah. or a, a car jumps the curb and goes into a Kmart. Um, and the, the teaching that they try, <laughs> you see me being, I'm, I'm not desperate, but you see in my life, I'm desperately trying to find meaning in the music. Yeah. And I'm not sure. That's why I keep looking. I think there's meaning in being, it being okay that there isn't meaning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's okay that it just ends. 
And I think that there is a comfort in that in, in a weird way mm-hmm. where, where uh, you don't have to be disappointed that there isn't like this opening of a third eye or something right before you die. It just stops. And then I'm not saying that your consciousness doesn't go somewhere else. I, I, I do think your consciousness goes somewhere else. I don't understand where it goes or anything like that. Mm. And I don't know what form it's in. But I think there's a there's a there's a uh, you can relax a little bit and just be like this it it, it it's on and then it's but off. But that's that's what it is. Okay, now we're getting into a little. What are you clinging to? You're clinging, you're clinging, you're clinging, and death being this great release. Yeah. Ramdas has this thing where it's like when you when, when you're dying, whatever you think of is what's going to happen. Deepak Chopra said something very similar to me. Yeah. I was like, uh, Jed Apatow is afraid he's going to come back as a frog, and he doesn't want to be a frog. He wants to be a big great ocean of of influence and and fun and experience. Yeah. I don't want to be a fucking frog. And he's like, then he'll be a frog because you become what you're afraid of. You know, that's what he said. But then, so Ramdas's thing, and this is kind of what you're saying, I think, in a way, he's like, try and think of nothing because then you'll get nothing. Just that like complete yeah. void release. That's why the Buddhist idea, it's not a God, it's just infinity and the void and nothingness. Yeah. There is a comfort in that. Yeah. To finish what I was saying too, the, the Hindu perspective on the Kmart situation is we never know when we're going to die, including this moment, and that gives this moment richness. Yeah. If I can stay calm and still... When the Kmart car hits me, we know that if I, you know, this is again wishful thinking, maybe in that moment I was ready to go. They're trying to be ready to die. It's actually very, yeah. it's very Tupac, or it was Biggie that had ready to die. Yeah. It's a very kind of badass, always ready, so I'm fully here. I'm not thinking about other things. Yeah, there is that thing, I, I used to say it all the time, or and I don't know which native tribe it was from and so i'm not even going to assign it to one but it's um before they would go into battle they would all say today is a good day to die Mm. and i used to whenever i would fly whenever we'd take off i'd be like today is a good day to die Mm. to just make that to make today a good day to die Mm because it's also a good day to die is a good day to live (laughs) and 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 it gives the whole thing stakes yeah exactly that's the idea of going i could die i could die i could okay you're you absolutely could yeah and where is the freedom and where's the juice in that and also it's a great thing to i get i think both of us do this we get in our head and just start going like just tripping on like i worry about this and i worry about this and i worry about this and i'm gonna tweet about this and but uh, to think like, what if I died like right now? That's right. And this is what's what I'm wound up well, about. This, this brings us back to the whole revelation. Whenever you have it, is you go like, nothing is going on. Yeah, there is no test. I'm not in high school. It's all pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why when we're talking about heroin at the beginning, and when we're talking about gaining pleasure and avoiding pain. Is that the meaning of life? Are we just supposed to be coming as much as we can? You know what I mean? <laughs> like just blast as many loads as you can and that's just, a just good Just straight life. hedonism. Or is the good life finding a perspective and a peace in your heart that includes the chaos and the emptiness and the meaninglessness? Yeah. I'm with you. Um, in, in its wholeness. Yeah. If we're not lying to ourselves and, and just going to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> We're finding a way to commune with what is, to yeah. participate with what is, including the meaningless chaos. And I, that, think it can, I think there's a lot of challenges in that, but I think it's a noble goal. What an interesting game, though. It's a, it is fascinating. It's fascinating. If the world, if life, if existence was a Netflix show, we'd all be binging it. Yeah. Because it just doesn't add up. It, like, it doesn't click into perfect place. And when you think it does... I have this conversation and I go, oh, right. Kurt was just with his mother and it didn't feel like Ram Dass on death. Yeah. <laughs> it felt, felt scary and sad. And, and I hear that and I don't, I don't want to convert. I, I sure hope you didn't think I was trying oh, to no, convert no. you. I'm not. Um, 
But here I am watching the Netflix series of life going like, shit, I still have a lot more to watch. <laughs> but if it, if it made sense, if it was a perfect universe and everything was like one for one, if it had this sort of robotic binary to it, it's like, oh, of course your mother died. Like the first thing you said was she didn't even drink. Like we're looking for cause and effect. Yeah, we're looking for cause and effect. That's of all like we're why doing. this is happening. And, and when the, the bus goes off the mountain and kills the youth group. Yeah. Well, what was that? Well, they were probably Satanists secretly. Like we're looking for a reason. For reason. That's what the brain wants to do. Does. But the heart potentially could go, there's meaninglessness and there's death. And I, I'm just going to say yes to all of it. As yeah. fucked up and crazy as that is. Exactly. That's the game. Yep. Not going pearly gate heaven meaning because mm-hmm. that's cause and effect too. I was good, therefore I get ambrosia. And it's also meaning that comes from an external source, which is never going to be satisfying. Fucking a hit it. You know, it right? has to come from uh, like here, from you. That's right. Yeah. You're turning to a priest or a pastor or... or a, and they can't help you. And, and then that's why you get mad at them. Yeah. You know, it's just like, why are you, you man, right. you're just telling me all this stuff. Why can't you fix this or make right. me feel right. better? Right. And it's like, it's not this other person. It's you. Right. right. That's right. Yeah. Who will? Uh, I think it's a Ram Dass thing. It's like, work on yourself. <laughs> Who else can you work on? Someone else? <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Isn't it? He's that funny, really man. Funny. He's a really funny guy. There are some great Ram Dass things on death. It, it doesn't matter. That's a, that's a good line from it. But it, but it, when we're looking, to, we're outsourcing our our take on the world. Yeah. Like this guy will figure it out. I think that's why it hurts so badly when pastors have, you know, uh, transvestite prostitutes. Yeah, a controversy or a scandal. Who are like, these were the ones that were supposed to be figuring it out for me. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, man. It's you. You have to do it. Yeah. It's much harder. It's not, you can't, it's not an easy, it's not an easy fix. That's right. You you can't just get the belt and have the belt vibrate the fat off your belly. That's right. You have or to do the sit-ups. With the, that make your chest pound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spaz out. Yeah, yeah, you have just that. You actually have to do the push-ups. Yeah, you have to do the push-ups. And here you are, Kurt. First of all, it's so beautiful. It's something you should feel good about the rest of your life that you did that for your mom, and that's very beautiful. And we, there was no other place I would be. Yes. Yeah. I completely understand. Um and hope to do the same if that ever happens to me obviously they probably won't die my parents yeah oh shit (laughs) (laughs) sorry just kidding mom and dad um yeah all right a lot of thoughts this is the teaching for both of us Mm -hmm. talk about doing it for you you're losing your mom Sarah Silverman her mom just died on her episode it hasn't come out yet she said uh Tig told her there's two groups of people, those who've lost their moms and those who have no idea what's coming for them. Yeah. And now you're in that place. And this is a Ram Dass thing. You've survived the thing that you thought was unsurvivable. Like it wouldn't have been the same ever again. And what's crazy about it, which I've been thinking about a lot too, is that um, it's just the way it's supposed to go. That's the craziest part. Right. This extreme grief and terror and awfulness is the normal way that it was set up to happen everything your parents die everything in existence you know the the reverse the horror horrible reverse is having a child die that's the thing that's like breaks people's minds because it's so unthinkable this is the thing that just happens to everybody and it's so horrible that you're just like, wow, what a shitty system. Yep. This is a terrible system. Right. We should have Benjamin buttoned all this and then gone shooting right up into a vagina at the end of your life. You know? And nobody... Bad news, it's your mom's <laughs> vagina. 
<laughs> but you're a baby at that point. You don't even know. News. You don't even know. You're a baby. But you know, it's it's another interesting thing. Talk about gaining pleasure, avoiding pain, right? Is I used to think this when I was a kid. I was like, why didn't God? Because you used to hear these, they're non-biblical. It's extra-biblical, the idea that God was up with the angels and all that story about Lucifer and yeah. the fallen angel. I'm pretty sure. No, that was extra-biblical? I don't think that's in the Bible. I'm pretty sure that's a story. It might be. I could be Oh, wrong. really? It's a big book. You mean we're talking about we're talking about where Lucifer was like, I want to be also like God. And I'm then he like pe- sure. punished him and gave him hell? I, if it's in the Bible, it's okay. a brief passage, and it's been exaggerated. It's one of those stories that, that we like, that we're like, and then the angels, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. one-third became demons, and one-third became the servants yeah. of God, and one-third. And if you're Mormon, it's like, then a third were like marked with a, they were indecisive, and they were sent to earth, and that was like where the racism comes, like oh, some weird wow. uh, Latter-day Saint issues that they had to kind of, you know, find a new way to interpret that, yeah. I suppose. Um, but anyway... I used to be like, why even play the game? And that's kind of what I hear you saying. It's like, why, if you're God, and this is some good Alan Watts stuff here, if you're God and you can make any game that you want, why aren't we all just hanging out, blissed out forever? He's like... Because it's probably boring. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's his point exactly. Yeah. If you could have your reality anyway, how many Twilight Zones do we need to explain this? Is we're like, pain and loss... It's like the dark sides and the and the deprivation and the agony... Make the begs- sweet parts that much sweeter and that, also and they beg for expression as well they're they like do. i'm valid as well exactly let's it's, get the angst out it's a whole gamut of experiences and you're forced to have all of them on planet earth <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're taking a monorail to a big blue <laughs> ball in the sky and you're yeah, like, it's like there's good ones and there's bad ones but you will be forced to have all of all them, of them. <laughs> yes Yes. Welcome to it. Here's planet Earth. And there'll even be moments where you're like, why did I take the monorail here? Yeah. Or a lot of people are like, I never asked to take the monorail here. Exactly. And a lot of people, and they're correct, they go, that's not how it works. We just came here because it's random and it's chaos. And for some reason, I'm talking to microphones and we're at the bank. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I see all of those. That's the problem is I'm like, yeah, maybe it is a game that we chose. And that's fun. And that's an interesting way to think about it. And other times I'm I'm with the... The existential kind of like, nah, man, this is just bullshit bullshitting itself. I can see both. I mean, I think that there's um, my 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 personal opinion of it is that the you know this the consciousness is the universe experiencing itself, and mm-hmm. without consciousness, the universe has no uh, meaning. And so, simply that we can experience it and talk about it is the meaning that we're we're so desperately searching for. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And that's where the thought of without death, would we ever go on the adventure to take us to those realizations right. of, exactly. of ourselves? And also the Without que- pregnancy, without death, without sickness, yeah. without – And the question too is as we extend life, like say in 100 years, if hum- humanity still exists, and we are able to live for 200 years, how does that change our relationship to ethical issues that we face ourselves with every day? Like if death is very far away, if yeah. death is double – the distance, do you have the same empathy? Do you have the same reasons for um, making right choices? Hmm. Well, like you think if it's so far away, you'd be more amoral? I, I don't know. I mean, if the sci-fi I read has anything to say about it, all those people who live for a long time are pretty evil. Well, they're vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they like, do whatever they want. Well, I do get concerned with the idea that if we live a really long time, you get bored with meat and potatoes, like whatever. You're like, I am going to fuck a goat. Is yeah. that kind of the idea? Yeah, you just got to have all the experiences and like remove this idea of morality that there's a right and wrong thing to do. But that's why the idea of hiding spirituality and mystical experiences in silence and these kind of boring seeming things. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned with the Wally situation where you're in a recliner and you're drinking a Slurpee that tastes like your favorite thing yeah. and you're super duper fat and your bones don't work and all you do is watch TV. There, all your needs are met. You can eat, yes. you can shit, you can fuck, you can get off and we're almost there. Pornography if you want it, food when you want it. And soon we'll have virtual it. reality which will be all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. So now you literally can fuck Christy Turlington yeah. in a virtual way and so all of your needs are met when really the true need I think is hiding in what is needing it and who is observing the thing that needed something getting its needs met. That's the that's the consciousness that you're talking yeah. about. But we only see that when we take the virtual reality off and have a goddamn boringness. moment of boredom. Yeah. yeah, where you can sit still and observe just for one fucking minute of the goddamn day. And then just yeah, it all comes I'm back Andy to Rooney. Turn your phone off for a little while. Like I just I th- keep thinking that all I do, even when I'm driving, I'm driving, and it's the moment I have to stop, check it, check it, check it. Yeah. You know, just like Red fucking lights. be bored. I need yeah. to do that, and I'm saying to myself, I need to do that. Just be bored. You know what I just bought? I saw it on Shark Tank. Look, I'm going through Shark Tank time. You okay? really are going through Shark Tank time. I'm going through an HGTV time. What's that? Like fixing houses and stuff? Oh yeah, flipping houses, bro. Is that the treehouse one? I like the treehouse one. No, it's not on HGTV. HGTV is like I show you a bunch of houses, you choose one. Now we make it better, and then you get to see it renovate. Oh, I like that house. It's you a, are just nesting. subway tiles. You're nesting. Subway tiles and fucking yes. plants or whatever. And an island. And an island. We're going to get open concept. Val always goes, this woman always says we're going to put an island here. Oh, yeah. Every, no, every episode. There is not a single renovation. I've seen hundreds of these. Yeah. An island is in every single one. <laughs> an island, subway tiles. Yes. And then there's like a, and an open concept of words that are always said. You realize in 100 years, they're going to look back and be like, it's so, so 2017. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's shag carpet. Everything's open. <laughs> we want our tiny walls so we can go into virtual reality and private. That's right. <laughs> What were we saying right before? Oh, Shark Tank time. Shark Tank time. Oh, I bought this thing called a kitchen safe. It's stupid. It's a plastic thing. It's <laughs> First a, off, it's a great name. name. Great stupid name. name. They even point out that it's a bad name. Yeah. I don't think they invest in it. Okay. But it exists. It's a thing, and you time how long it's locked for. Uh-huh. So you can put your phone in it oh. and say one hour. That's great. And then you lock it. And there's no uh, fail safe. There's to get no it way to, you have to break it to get it out. Oh, nice. You have to break it with a hammer. Kitchen safe. Kitchen safe. Why I, is it called a kitchen safe? Because it's for cookies and stuff. You put – you have – you. it actually f- works. Wow. I put booze in it. Uh-huh. I pour myself what is already too much alcohol. Yeah. Then I go, that's all I'm having tonight. Lock the whiskey up for a day yeah. or two days. I'm go. I'm not even going to drink tomorrow, at least at home. I'll lock it up. That's great because it's not yeah. like you could walk out your door and buy another thing of whiskey. <laughs> When you said, that's great, I was so happy. Like when you play a mixtape for someone and they love it. I thought that was that moment where you're like, Pete, you're helping me right now. Thank you. Because I'm the guy, obviously, if something helps me, I try and give it to other people. And that means it's actually good. No, I think that that's very No, awful. don't try and save it. <laughs> don't try and save it. 
You can put cookies in it. What's your advice? <laughs> cocaine. You can put your cocaine in it. What's your advice? I am not a cocaine head. You I don't even know cocaine. what the right word for it is. You love cocaine. No, I mean, my advice, my advice would be alcohol, too. I would put alcohol in there. It helps. If yeah. I have sake in the house, I'm going to drink all of it. Yeah. There's something about it. Oh, the booziness. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing where you're just like, I'm just going to have a drink. But then what you don't realize is After that one, one drink, your inhibitions are like, there's another drink. It's right. not a big deal. And then you go, Kmart car is coming. And you're, I'm not even being funny. It's yeah. like, we all die one day. You do Second have that drink. feeling where you're just like, oh, things don't sure. matter at this oh, point. Oh, sure. Yeah. Drunk Pete loves to, to numb the pain with sweet lady booze. <laughs> and now, now the trick, though, you're absolutely right, is you pour the first drink. Yeah. Then you have to then lock it up. You lock it up. Because if you pour one, drink it, then you're like, this fucking kitchen safe is stupid. <laughs> and you just put your balls in it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the kitchen safe. How big is it? It can hold it a bottle of whiskey? sizes, yeah. Okay. They should be a sponsor. Yeah. I bought one for friends. I'm that guy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, all right, buddy. Wait, when did we start? 11? Yeah. So we're like 145? Yeah, we're 145. It's pretty good, man. Nice. Uh, let's talk about the hot air balloon. Yeah. And then we can get out of here. We, we got real heavy. Yeah. In a good way. That's okay. I'm going to go drink. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, self-centered 40-year-old. Yeah, we don't want to be self-centered 40-year-olds. Hot air balloon. So you and I both got engaged in a, in a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. And for me, it went well. And for you, it did not go well. No, it did not go well. <laughs> because my wife had always said, when we were girl, when we were, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend. BFGF. That's so crazy that, that I, that's the words that yeah. I would have been a boyfriend. I, like, yeah. I'm sorry, I've only been married for two years. So, yeah. but still, it just hit me that, like, that's how she would, my boyfriend, my I'd boyfriend. be me. Kurt, a man. My boyfriend. A man. A boy. A man. I'm a boyfriend. You're a man friend. And she's a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's why I call them lovers. Lovers. <laughs> my male lover. Oh, gross. Uh, so she'd always say, whenever I would say, like, hey, I got a surprise for you. For years, I would say, she would say, oh, is it a hot air balloon ride? And so I thought, honestly, that she'd always wanted to go on a hot air balloon ride. So I was like, I, I know this yeah. is like a funny, this is a funny, like, uh, you know, uh, cliche. Like, I will take out a hot air balloon to ask you to marry me. But I'm like, she's been asking for this for fucking years. And it turns out that, that was just her funny way of saying the things Please she God. would like the least in the world. That's an odd... I don't think most people think most people don't want to like glide effortless at very slow speeds over beautiful rolling hills. She's terrified. She was terrified. She just she had a panic attack for the whole time. Wait, when you when you got there to yeah. spend a good amount of money. Oh yeah. And I got <laughs> And I got the private one where it's just us. That's you know, that's even more money. That's what I did. Yeah. That's a good investment. Yeah. Now my my titch I don't mean she's my such. I mean, my situation was she mentioned it when we were first dating and I wrote it down. She seems nice. like I always want to do it. So it was like the good version of what yeah. we were going for. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, we got there and she was happy. You got there. She must have been like, no, Kurt, you don't understand. No, no. She didn't say anything. What? She was just like, where's oh. She, where's she from? Connecticut? She didn't want to ruin it. She didn't want to ruin it, you know? She was just like, 
Okay, and she's like, "See, this is where trying to convince herself that it would be fun." You get like a city kid in this situation. They're like, "Fuck no, cunt! I'm taking the J to Shay." <laughs> is the J the J train? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking the J to Shay, baby. I'm out of here. I want to get a hot dog and I'm not gonna call one. No, she was very. She was like, she was touched that I like had organized it and, and she's surprised thinking, her with it. Pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, and she's just like, "Maybe it'll be, be great. Okay. Maybe it'll be great." And then we get in, and uh, for some reason. And ours was super like the glass bottom. It was the, the <laughs> it was all plastic, <laughs> but uh, it like ended at like my mid thigh, like it was low, like the the edge of the basket. Mid thigh, my mid thigh for like you know how it swoops down in the middle. Ours had no swoop. Oh, ours swooped down. Ours like, was a had a firm like a right angle. Oh no, ours swooped down, so it was like mid thigh at the middle, and then higher like maybe rib cage in the corners. Mm. So it was really low. And she just held on and kind of like shook and was silent. And I just kept trying to like get her to turn around so I could propose to her. And she would not, she would just shake and just stare. She was just staring at the horizon. And then you got this weirdo with you uh, who's dedicated his life to hot air balloons. <laughs> and he was just trying to like make her feel more comfortable by giving us dumb facts about hot air ballooning. He's like, to your left, you'll see power lines. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, that's Janet Jackson's house. That's one of his big things. Yeah. And we were by Michael Jackson's house. Oh, so where, where, where'd you do yours? Los Olivos. Oh, okay. So we did ours in whatever, south of here. Okay. Um, But still like a little wine area. So I was like, it's going to be great. We're going to do it. We'll uh, propose and then we'll go, we'll drink wine all day. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, Could have used that wine before. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But yeah, she was terrified. She did not speak the entire time. So then we like, la- I had to wait until we landed to propose. And then she was just happy to be not dead. <laughs> was she laughing at that point? Or was she just like, that was so traumatic? And the moment she got out, she was laughing again. But the entire hour while we were floating, she was just wow. terrified. What, com- what was the company called? Was it Sky's the Limit? No, I don't know what it was. So maybe it was called. Yeah, maybe it was called <laughs> Balloons Away, <laughs> Balloonatics Incorporated. Balloonatics. Wow. Yeah. So it was. It did not. It did not go well. But then we had a really nice, pleasant time. <laughs> but the whole time, like I was, dr- we drove out there in the night the night before. Yeah. And she kept going like, we, like, what are we doing? I'm just like, yeah, it's for your birthday. Don't worry about it because I did it on her birthday. And then we get to the place and she's like, wait, is it? Are we going to go hot air balloon riding? And I was like, no. And then we walk into the hotel, and I had no idea, but the hotel was like, all it did was like serve packages to people who were going hot air balloon riding. So it was just every photograph on every wall was just hot air balloons. And we were just like walking oh down this like God. hallway of just hot air balloons. She's like, are you sure we're not going hot Which air balloon Which to her were like severed head photographs. <laughs> no, she, she thought it would like be funny. She had no idea that she would react that way, kind of, you oh know? Oh my God. Yeah. So you didn't ask in there. You asked when you landed. Yeah. And then we she- like walked into a grapefruit um, orchard and I did it there. Oh. Yeah, amongst the grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad yours went well. The only problem with mine was that he was a real manly guy, and I was embarrassed to get oh. all flowery in front of him. And the joke that I do on stage is he kept calling everything gay. He's he, like, yeah, he'd be like, "There's a there's a butcher shop down there. It's fucking gay." Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I was like, "No way, sir! You pilot a, a rainbow balloon." <laughs> He was calling things gay. I think he was overcompensating. That is amazing. It's amazing. And I was so worried if I was like, Valerie, you complete my soul. I see you. And yeah. He'd be like, fucking gay. Fucking gay. He's a gay guy. And then I proposed. There's a gay guy with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I proposed, the first thing he said, he just goes, a lot of girls say no. 
Oh my God. A lot of girls say no up here. <laughs> and then he goes, a lot of girls say yes in the basket. When we land, they say no. <laughs> Smart girls. Oh my. Smart girls. That's so dark. Yeah. That seems like a goofy, fun thing to say. And then you're like, oh, that's dark, bro. <laughs> You, you, you ride on the wind, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Why can you be so dark? I know. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I can understand is the Jumbotron, yes, then no. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. You yeah. don't want a mass of Mets fans <laughs> yelling at you. Yeah, for yelling. Breaking a guy's right? heart. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> uh, well, Kurt, the special is called Trust Me. Um, it's also what I order at Sugarfish. Trust me, is that the Omakasa? Your special is, oh, yeah, is called me. Omakasa. Yeah, Omakasa. <laughs> uh, and it's available now. And it's hilarious. Can you to close out? Can you remember? Uh, I don't know if we did this last time you were here. Can you remember the time you laughed the hardest in your life? The time I laughed the hardest in my life. Okay. Can I get? Let me, let me have yeah. some seconds here. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sing a song from Hairspray. Tease those curls, girls. Tease those curls, girls. You gotta do your bangs with a bang, 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 chicken wing. You know, surprisingly, it didn't help me think. Here's what I normally say because people really do need help. It's a big question. It doesn't have to be a good story. Don't forget, you could have been a child. It could yeah. just be someone farting as often. Church laughter is a big one. Anything where you're not supposed to laugh. Uh, just think of who you were with. Drugs, maybe <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> um. There was a recent time with Lauren where we both were like silently cry laughing. <laughs> But like had to hold it in. God damn it, man! I'm not going to give you a good story for this one. Oh, but it doesn't have to be a good story. You oh. can just say with Lauren and we were crying, laughing. Yeah, it was at a. Um, we took like a baby class, <laughs> and um, and there, there was a woman asking. Oh, I know what it is. Here it is. <laughs> Ring the ding dong. I'm not going to mention what class this was. This was a class that we were taking, and there was a guy in it who. Uh, if you could define a dumb voice, like, <laughs> but like being a normal person, he had like the dumbest voice. It was like low and deep and it sounded oh just like, God. it sounded like if a golden retriever learned to talk, but like still was a dog. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like kind of barking. He just kept asking. Hey, where's the dry food? <laughs> I'm interested in pugs today. <laughs> so it was that guy. That guy with that voice. And then asked like five questions in a row that were all the dumbest questions. And, um, and then on like the fifth one, I just catch Lauren's face. And then we both start, and we're maybe like sitting like two people away from him. So oh he's maybe God. six feet away from us. And we're c- both tears coming down. But like, you know, that like where you can't make a noise because it's like there's seven, there's maybe eight people in the class. It's in a small room. And then this guy just keeps asking. And then every extra what? question he keeps what asking. What the questions? They're uh, baby questions. There were so, no, it's they were a just, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's a baby. It's a baby. Go to 
Oh, no, open window. Should I close the window? Close that one with a donkey. What time is it going to to breastfeed? Whenever the baby's hungry. The baby got hungry all the time. And we were just just tears going And then it lasted. Why are you crying? What's so funny? Is it my voice? I get that a lot. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> I know. I sound like a gold retriever. <laughs> yeah, and then, but then it was just laughter far after he had stopped asking of questions. Of course. So the next person, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> we noticed that our baby's head pulses. Is that normal? He <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> breaks. It breaks the dam. <laughs> That's a great one. I've never, <sighs> uh, I've never had uh, someone who couldn't think of one. Just take a moment and then remember. Oh, yeah. That was a good moment. Thank you. Well, Kurt, thank you so much. Do you feel good? Do you feel satisfied? Feel good, man. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Of course. Yeah. Um, lots of laughs. Lots of love. We're touching hands. My hands are very clammy, aren't they? Yeah, I just, it was just my knuckles. It was my knuckles to the <laughs> bo- bottom of his palm. That's our new handshake. My hands could uh, moisten a stamp. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> At this point. It's what so a sweet. treat. <laughs> I hate putting stamps on my tongue. <laughs> Seeing one man's treasure is another man's trash. Kitchen safe. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say uh, keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. Thanks, good buddy. Good night. <laughs> good night. I've seen my shoes I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters want to get me. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 